Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Houston football, and I think Houston victory. The Houston Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for another, what we hope to be, fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, episode number 135 uh, of the show. And thankfully, we finally now have football to talk about. Uh, We don't have to talk about the past. We don't have to even talk about the present. We get to talk about the future of the Oakland Raiders in 2019 and look forward to bringing you an absolutely monster show tonight. We have a ton of stuff to get to. uh, So if you're joining us live, 
live in the chat room, uh, buckle in because we're going to be here for a while. Oh, and they're always, always in the middle of something. Uncle Mosh's disembodied voice kicks off the show. So, oh my so God. without without further ado, let me go ahead and kick it over to the uh, to the western annex of the Merce Fan Cave desk and say hi to the one and only Uncle Mosh. You did you did about eight minutes worth of intro in seven seconds. Well, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get to everything. I'm trying to go fast. I got so much to do, Mosh. We got you so much remind to him of that later, Swag, when he's on one of his rants and he starts getting meat sweats coming yeah, out yeah, of his yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I know. Well, and so then, speaking of. Uh, of, of meat sweats, so let's uh, let's welcome to the fan cave the uh, the third man in the booth, if you will, for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. What's up, Swag Jeff? What up? Yes, and look at look at look at the, for those of you that are look watching at all my the, swag. Look at the YouTube <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Swag Cam. Swag Cam. I, you know, I love I love that that I've known Jeff for for twenty plus years, and and we we he's been my boy for all that time. He's been a Raider fan for about nine minutes, and he's got, <laughs> and he's got more all swag, swag than you and I combined. Well, he's, yeah. He's even installed a fan so that his captain blows it away. Oh, in. look at I that. I love it. This guy it's is like a like, superhero. You're like super tech god. Oh, like, yeah. Super swag. Yeah. Super swag. Super <laughs> swag. <laughs> you are out of control. Well, man. yeah. Yeah, you're out of control. So, uh, so good stuff, guys. So we got a lot to get to tonight. Glad to welcome Swag Jeff into Murph's Fan Cave. Absolutely. And, of course, glad to uh, welcome Uncle Mon back in after a, an absence of a couple weeks as we've uh, continued through our summer schedule. Although we were on last week, uh, for those of you that watch us on YouTube, that's MurphsFanCave.com uh, slash, no wait, I always mess that up. Gosh dang it. What right. is it? Say it again. Slow down. YouTube.com <laughs> slash Murph's Fan Cave. If yes. you check us out on the YouTubes on YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave, uh, we do these RFR is tripping videos where uh, uh, Uncle Mosh and I are in the car, usually going somewhere. Uh, this case, it was a casino, and we got accused of having it. was funny. Uh, someone referred to us as being the Thelma and Louise of Raider Nation. I thought that was pretty funny. I know, and we were looking for a cliff the whole time. We were after, looking for a after cliff. After that first day, we took a little bit of a beating. We were <laughs> looking for a cliff. That's right. Yeah, we were looking for a, for a cliff. Uh, but we had a lot of fun, so we, we put out a video of, of that, and so for those of you that got to see that, appreciate that. And on that video, if you like and subscribe and comment on it, you will be selected randomly. We're going to pick two of you, and we're going to give away a t-shirt. We're going to yes. give away a Raiders fan radio t-shirt. That's the Get Made t-shirt, as you see up over the right shoulder of Uncle Mosh over there, the Get Made t-shirt. <laughs> or, or in any of Swag Jeff's shots. Or in any of Swag Jeff's Well, we yeah. <laughs> so there's Swag Jeff there. You can point at it there, Swag Jeff. So, uh <laughs> there we go yeah all right so anyway so, so that get made t-shirt we're going to give those away but even though we're going to give those away we want to remind you guys don't be cheapskates look yeah. it's 20 bucks or 25 bucks depending on how big they are and we got big boy sizes to buy that shirt you go to you right now you mentioned big boy sizes yeah there's a reason that we have big boy sizes and what are those reasons Marsh? well not all of us are just you know, little wimpy Nancy guys, you know? No. Some of us are big guys, like me. You're a big guy. I'm a big guy, but but see, the thing is, is I identify as a smaller human being. Yeah, I, yeah. One might say that I'm, I'm trans fat. <laughs> You're skinny. Are you skinny curious? I'm skinny curious. Um, and I, I, I do things. I do things like in the winter time. I bulk up for winter yeah, because you do. my goal in life is to watch skinny people shiver. <laughs> I just think that's great. I, and I'm not. I don't think that I'm fat. I just got thick skin, heavy bones, and a lot of blood. Well, I, yeah. I, and then I bulk up for summer too, swag, uh, because because I'm a little cheap and sunlight's free. 
So I want a really big ass tan. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> You're out of control. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it, it's okay. the truth. It's all the right, truth. And I, right. I come from a genealogy of that. My mother, your grandmother, yeah. she was built like a pear on two toothpicks. We're like we're yeah. big. We're big people. <laughs> we're big people. So uh, yeah. So I what? digress. So we've got threes and four X's. We got threes oh, yeah. and four X's, man. So we got big guy size. And look, and that's by request. And so we've already sold a few of them, uh, but we have a few left. So for those of you that are uh, of that size, that have uh, big bones, what is thick, it? Thick skin, heavy bones, and a lot of blood. There you go. For those I of you it. that are in that category, then please order your Raiders Fan Radio t-shirt. 100% of the proceeds are going to the Blitnikoff Foundation. They are going to help fund the new Tracy's Place of Hope. And we are going to raise two thousand dollars you notice i didn't say if we were going to or we're trying to i said when we raised two thousand dollars or more or more well, because right now guys as swag and i figured it out at lunch the other day do you remember the number we're over a k right over a k no. yes right over a k right over a k yeah. awesome uh, yeah and in fact we had a post this last week um because not only do we are we raising money with our shirts but also you can go to raidersfanradio.com slash gear and you can click on the link there that takes you to nflshop.com and everything that gets sold on nflshop.com through that link uh, a portion of those proceeds uh, get kicked back to us. Doesn't cost you anything extra. They're just giving us some extra money out of it. And again, we're taking all that money and putting it together with our t-shirt money, and we're going to donate it all to the Blitnikoff Foundation uh, at this year's Crab Fest, which happens to be to be on November third. Uh, no, November first this year uh, in. Um, out in California, out in Central California, Northern California, depending on where you want to draw the line. But anyways, uh, in San Ramon there, we're, they're doing the Crab Fest, and we're going to present a check. We're going to have one of them big old lottery checks with yes. Raiders Fan Radio written on it. We're all going to be there. And we're all <laughs> going to be there. Thank you for that transition, because this is going to be really cool, y'all. So for those of you that have listened to our show for a while, you know that I started this podcast back in 2016 with my cousin, Sonny, and uh, it's gone through a couple different incarnations over the years. And uh, and as of right now, it's, it's myself and, of course, Uncle Mosh, as you know, and now Swag Jeff is helping us out, not only as a co-host, but as our social media director, hey, doing, a, doing a fine yeah. job. Um, but so here's the cool thing. And then also we have folks like Aaron Capo, the Q-Dog Raider, uh, that, is, that has become part of our family as well. So at this Crab Fest this year, uh, on the Friday before the Raider game uh, on Sunday, uh, I'll be there. Mosh will be there. Swag Jeff will be there and Sonny will be there. So we're all four of us are going to get a chance to attend the event, present the check. It's going to be an amazing night. Yes. And then, uh, uh, unfortunately, Aaron won't be able to join us for the Crab Fest. But then that Sunday, he's going to join us at the game. So the four of us, uh, plus Aaron, plus some other friends of ours, are all going to be together at the game, at the Lions game, uh, the Lions at Oakland Raiders on that Sunday, November 3rd. It's going to be amazing. I cannot yes. wait. Uh, cannot it's gonna, wait. It's going to be an awesome. That weekend, guys, is just going to be an, an absolute blast, and we're just ton, tons of fired up for it. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be my first and last trip to Oakland. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I cannot wait. The tailgate, the whole the whole experience, I cannot wait. It's going to be gonna awesome. It's going to be sweet. going to be awesome. Mosh, when was the last time you were in the Oakland Coliseum? Oh, my gosh. Uh, was it the 70s? I, I left in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, because I... I uh, like an A's game I, or something? I, it was an A's game. It might have been 76. Wow. Because I left after I joined the military in 77, and I, I hadn't been back. I, I mean, I've been back once or twice for you know a, a vacation or something, but I hadn't gone back to an event. 
Wow. At the uh, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It's going to be a uh, a lot of closure going on. Uh, going to be a lot of fun, and so uh, we're glad to be able to be out there. And thank you, uh, first and foremost, to Angela Bolitnikoff. She is fantastic. Yes. She has been so good to us. And in, in, in terms, tell of, the story. Of, well, so if you like, start to finish or what? Just uh, synopsis, a brief synopsis. Well, you know, we we were we knew that with this show we had enough of an audience that we could generate revenue. Right. And we and we're coming up on the 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 20th anniversary of uh I believe it's the 20th anniversary of the death of their child of Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. That's correct. And then that's when they and uh it was either in it was either in 99 or they started the foundation in 99. I get It was 99. I, that's I, when I, she passed. Yeah. 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 So, uh we were looking for Here I tell you to tell the story and I jump That's in. That's okay. My I like it. More of and you and less of so, me is a good thing. <laughs> so we decided we were going to and we and we kicked around some great organizations. We talked about Wounded Warriors, we talked about all kinds Raider of stuff. Raider Project, there's, there's a lot of them out there. A ton of yeah. stuff, but we thought, you know, what's what's you know near and dear to us is is Fred Bolitnikoff and and the fact that uh that the, what they're doing is is more than just Helping people in a domestic situation, they've got some educational things, which is near and dear to me. That's uh, how Jeff and I got got hooked yes, up. You know, yeah. I mean, it's there's there's all kinds of stuff that 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 they offer that we said we need to we need to work with these people. So with that, they were their chosen. They were our chosen uh, uh, group that we were gonna we were gonna present our check to. And as we started nearing it, the three of us were talking about stuff, and we decided that uh, collectively that we should reach out to them and say, hey. This is a real deal. It's going to happen, and pick it up from there. Yeah. So then, uh, so I, I spoke with Angela at first, and we first decided that we wanted to partner with them, and we just asked them, you know, can we, can we, we give you money? Can we give you money? <laughs> yeah. Because I, you know, this this isn't an official Bolenikov Foundation thing. This is just us giving to a cause, and and us giving to this cause on behalf of the Raiders Fan Radio family, which is all of you, all of you that are in the chat. I hadn't shouted them out yet. We need to please one of you guys do that here in a sec. Um, everybody that's in the chat, everybody that's ever bought a shirt from us, everybody that interacts with us on social media and listens and all that good stuff. We just had this awesome community. And so we wanted to give uh, this donation on behalf of the, uh, uh, on the Raiders fan radio community. And so anyway, so I reached out to her. Uh, of course, she was, she was open to working with us and was so gracious to offer us to, cause we were going to attend the event. Uh, I, I basically, I said, you know, we want to give this to you. And she said, well, it'd be great if you did it in person. And we were like, okay, that'd be awesome. So uh, <laughs> yeah. when? And so she said, well, because I said it's going to take us close to a year to raise the money. And she said, well, we have the Crab Fest at the end of the year, invited us to attend that, and then invited us to present the check live uh, there. Uh, so we'll be up on stage, man. We'll it'll be fun. We'll, get, be we'll so present sweet. the check. And, and so they've just been awful gracious. Um, in fact, I think there's an opportunity. Well, I know there's an opportunity. We're going to line up schedules, uh, but we're definitely going to talk to her live on this show and probably talk to Fred uh, yep. as, as well. That's crazy so, cool. It's super cool. So we're just we're thankful for them to sharing their time and 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 uh, and and recognizing. Uh, and I want to because it's not our efforts; it's your efforts, Raider Nation. It's everything that you all are doing. Uh, we're just the, the whatever the conduit. Yeah. Uh, so appreciate you all very very much for all of you that have supported us thus far. Uh, Jeff, you got an interesting uh, couple of tidbits about uh, uh, about Fred. Why don't you uh, shout out the chat and then hit us up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we've got the whole crew in here. We've got we've got the Mater Raider, Full Metal Mexican, Eye Patch, Adam Hill, Matthew. Uh, my mom is in here. <laughs> is she really? Yeah. Uh, who yes. Is? 
Yeah, and no, and, don't and, tell and, me. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Capo's in here. You just uh, showed up. Nice uh, job, uh, yeah, Capo. Yeah, right. Is your Kevin mom the full metal Mexican? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got the whole crew: uh, Dakota Raider, Chucktown Raider, uh, the whole gang. That's We've awesome. got everybody. That's awesome. We've got everybody. But yeah, but back what you were saying about uh, Freddie B. Um, yesterday marked the uh, 31st anniversary of uh, of Freddie B. getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we love so, so I got something on that. All right. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. When I was when I was a kid. I mean, we loved Fred Bolitnikoff. I mean, he he's was on the short list. He's like, on. He's always been on my short right, list, right. you know. And and I loved him because he was covered in stickum. <laughs> I love that, Jeff. You you're probably too young to remember that, but they they had this this rosin stuff that it was like tree sap, uh-huh. and you could rub it on your hands, and you could and it would help you to catch the ball. Oh, so it's the well, the old time you know receiver gloves. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. They didn't have gloves like that back then. Gloves. Yeah. They had tree sap. And Fred would rub it on his chest and his face and his arms. And, and, and so who does he introduce it to? Who did Fred introduce Stickum to? Oh, probably Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Yeah. So he introduces it to Lester Hayes. Well, Lester bathes in the stuff. Oh, Lester. Right? I love the old pictures of Lester. Yes. Like, he's got it on his socks. Oh, he's got, he's, got he's, all he's over him. Yeah. Covered in I so, love it. So in 1981, the NFL says, no more. No more. They banned in '81. They banned Stickum, and they called it the Lester Hayes rule. No, they but, didn't. Yes, they did. But <laughs> but who knew that it was Fred Bolitnikoff that started. introduced him to Stickum? <laughs> so nice. congratulations, awesome. congratulations, thirty-one years, Fred H O F, and you didn't even get nailed with the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, baby. Well, even the Fred rule. That's awesome, man. Good stuff, Mosh. Good stuff. All right, hey, all right, let's get started here. So we got so much to get to tonight. We have oh my gosh. tons and tons of buckle, audio to get buckle to. Buckle up, guys. Yeah, buckle, it's going yeah, to really be a long gonna one. It's going to be a long one. So, uh, uh, so hope you guys are in for the long haul. If not, catch us back up on parts two and three or whatever you want to do. Um, all right, but first off, we always name our episode number uh, or, or refer back our episode number. I still can't get that right. 135 times of doing this, and I still can't spit it out correctly. You want me to do it? Yes. So... Every episode has a number. This is number 135. And what what Murph was trying to say is that Swag Jeff has something that has to do with the numbers 135. Swag Take it away, baby. That's, That's right. Good, yeah. Mike. So, so I think, so I think after one thirty three, one thirty four, I think, I think uh, after social media director and all that, <laughs> Mosh gave me another, or uh, Murph gave me another job. So, so now I'm the number guy. The I'm the number guy, guy. and hey. honestly, and hey. I and, and I got a bonus one. Well, I'm, I'm double and, dipping, and we Ooh. don't we don't do math, but you do. Yeah, we don't do num we do numbers, we don't do math, but you do. I do math. both. You're actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you were always. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so Uncle we're gonna double. You're the smartest man alive. Oh, <laughs> yes. Virtual swag. Virtual swag. Uh, and so, by the way, in the chat, everyone keeps saying, if, if you look at my swag cam right now, everyone keeps asking if I'm drying my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Your captain's blowing in the window. Well, with yeah. The fan on in the fan cave. And well, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but let's talk about that. So you've got, oh you've got stuff that people have sent in. You've oh, got, my gosh. You've got, you've I got a custom Swag got- Jeff Raiders shirt. What? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. Do. Oh, oh, oh my God! Here we go. Uncle Mosh is gonna model for us. Swag Jeff Raider shirt. All right, Swag Jeff Raider shirt. Here we go. Howie Long. Howie Long jersey. Yep. 
He's got hats. He's been opening packages over there. He got packages and hats and cups. He hasn't even opened yet. No. Oh my gosh. Well, a, yeah. So he's got a koozie over there. You the got whole more, thing. Yes. Oh my god. And he's well, been, yeah. And he's been in Raider fan for eight minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Give us so, one thirty-five. So one thirty-five. So we're gonna double dip. We're gonna talk about two greats, two all-time greats. Come All on. right. The first one we're gonna talk about Marcus Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marcus Allen. We're gonna take it back to eighty-four. Are we taking it back to the Super Bowl? I think it's the it's the season after the Super Bowl. Because speaking of swag, Jeff, look what Jeff got me. Look at this. If you're watching on the YouTube, it's the Coca Cola bottle from the Super from Bowl. From the Super Bowl. From January twenty second, nineteen eighty four. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. Thanks for that. I found yeah, I found <laughs> I found it on Facebook Marketplace in yeah, Middle Tennessee. And you know what else, Jeff? Got, I'm telling. Not only is he swag for himself, he swags for us. I pass it around. I got a freaking Jack Tatum autograph behind me now for for the for those of you who get on the YouTube. Isn't that awesome? You're welcome. Oh, man. Because he's, he's got connections. That's why you get the moniker Swag well, Jeff. Well, I get it, yeah. Yeah. I, I love it that that Ron, who monitors everything, he monitors content, he monitors visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron says, this is the first full-body shot of Uncle Mosh where he had his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. True yeah. word. True word. All right, give us 135. Okay. Okay. Marcus Allen, 1984 season. Uh, he had... Uh, 18 touchdowns in total for that year. Okay. 13 rushes, five receivers. Oh, yeah, One, three, five. Nice. Oh, nice. yeah, I love it. Good job. I love Good it. Job. I love it. Give him the clap. What are we doing? Oh, you're trying to clap. Push Uh-oh. the damn button. How come your buttons don't work? My other, you oh! What's it? You're double clicked. There click. you go. There you go. Oh, job. thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, if you didn't like that one. You got another one. We got another one. All right. Another great. All right. 2-4, Charles Woodson. Yeah. An amazing career as a defensive uh, back, cornerback, the whole deal. Right. He did play a little offense. Oh. oh just, just a little. Okay. In his career for the Raiders, he had two receptions. Four? Averaging 13 and a half <laughs> yards per catch. One, three, one, three five. five. Nice yes. Done. We're going to double dip. Thank you very much. Nice. Good night. Je- <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff is going uh, to go ahead and pack up his shirts, and he's out. That's well, it. yeah. I'm, I'm, just glad you, I'm just glad you said pack up his shirts. Yeah, yeah, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kev yeah. is in there saying yeah. I'm taking over RFR. Uh, yeah, well, and you're doing a heck of a good job. That was awesome, man. Good stuff. All right, so uh, before we jump into the big stories of the week, uh, we're going to do a little respect. We don't do shouts. We don't do props. Nothing wrong with those things. But we do we do respect here on, uh, hey. on Raiders Fan Radio. And so, uh, hey, Mosh. Talk to me. I know a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. You got a lot of guys. I got some guys. I'm getting guys. Okay. I got guys in Scotland. Oh, I got nice. guys in Scotland. Swag Jeff. This is some swag, and you can't have it. Oh. This, is, this is Murph swag. So I'm holding up to the camera now. It's enough. Can you read that? Can you, you read can. that, Raider Nation? Okay, so it says, for those of you on the audio version of the podcast, it says, Dundee, Scotland, Raider Nation. And this comes courtesy of our buddy Colin uh, out in Scotland. He sent me this really cool sticker of the uh, Dundee, Scotland, Raider Nation. But he also sent 
for the uh, uh, for the fan cave uh, over there. Uh, I don't know if you could see it to Uncle Mosh's left. There's some Marvel stamps over there, and uh, and on Swag Jeff's right, you can't see them; they are off camera. But they are some uh, Star Wars yes. stamps. So sweet from the Royal Mint. Yes, and he sent That's a note, so cool. and he was like, "Hey, I know you got other stuff. You're fans of other things. I thought these would be good compliments to the fan cave." Heck yeah, man. Yeah. He, he hit us with the Raiders, with Marvel, and with Star Wars. Colin, I'm pretty sure we're best friends. Let's, I mean, well, like, yeah. I'm like, what the heck, man? I'm like, so anyways, I got a guy in Scotland. Let's keep it on this side of the fan cave, though. Okay. Yeah, anything, it's got to be on this side, because anything that goes on that side of the fan cave, he writes his name on the back of it. He writes <laughs> yeah. JS, JS. JS, yes. Yeah. Swag Jeff is probably going to go home with him. Well, yeah. Uh, all right, well, and then one more bit of respect I'd like to give is that, uh, you know, former... I call him former because, sadly, uh, Matt Schneidman has departed uh, working for the Bay Area News Group or the, uh, I know, uh, departed working for uh, the Mercury News and is now uh, working for The Athletic, which is a fantastic organization, but he's covering the Packers. And so I wanted to give, I know, right? Matt, you're dead to us. Um, but no, I'm kidding. Matt, yeah, we thank you for your time. He's been an awesome guest here multiple times on the show. And he was the um, the only reporter we've ever interviewed live. He sat down with me at the Senior Bowl, had a great chat about the Raiders and a, and a great chat about their uh, about their Senior Bowl experience. <laughs> and so appreciate Matt Schneidman for his time with us here on Raiders Fan Radio. And good luck to you in the future, my man. Good luck covering uh, the Green Bay Packers. Mosh, tell us what's going on in the chat room. Chris Potts goes, Murph wants to do karate in the garage with his new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely we're gonna build bunk beds so, yeah, colin, there you go. so colin when you visit the fan cave from scotland we'll have a place for you to crash. <laughs> all right let's hit some contact information let's start the show all right boys and girls pay attention you got your old uncle mosh here with an Stop update that. that's right i got some stuff for you take out a piece of paper a pencil a pen ah heck use your pocket knife and Carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right. RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio hotline 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, Raider Nation. So a feature that we've done here multiple times in our interviews with guests has been, what is your Mount Rushmore? What is your four players or four people that you think most exemplify the Raiders to you? We spot you, Al Davis, then we make you pick three more. And it's a tough thing to answer because you're going to leave someone out. There's yeah. only so many. Jack Tatum's, Kenny Stabler's, Howie Long's, Fred Tim Blinikoff. Brown's, Fred Belenikoff, Ted Hendricks, Art Shell, Gene Upshoff. Villapiano, like it's ridiculous. Willie Brown, like it's ridiculous. So to try to pick three is a, is a tough thing to do. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, 
I've noticed that some other organizations have picked up and ran with it and, and kind of used that question. And so I felt like it kind of ran its course a little bit uh, for what we did with it. And being that, you know, and see somebody else start picking up on it, it's flattering, but it's time for us to innovate and move on to something right. else. So I decided that we were going to do from now on, we're going to do this or that. So Uncle Mosh and I in our RFRs tripping video we did on our way down to the casino, we did this or that, but when we got into the hills and we started hearing banjo music, we lost our connectivity and our feed died. So we really didn't get to hear Uncle Mosh's answers to this or that. So Uncle Mosh, tonight I have for you this or that. Swag Jeff, we'll do yours in the future, but tonight it's all about the Mosh. Yeah, it is. (coughs) Excuse me while I cough. All right. Uh, You ready, Uncle Mosh? I'm ready. This or that. So here's the rules to this or that. There is no waffling. There is no riding the fence. There is no, oh, well, they're both cool. You have to pick one or the other. It doesn't mean the one that you don't pick isn't cool. It just means that you have to pick this or that. So, Uncle Mosh, number one, L.A. Coliseum or Oakland Coliseum? Oakland Coliseum. Daryl LaMonica or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Better nickname, Assassin or Snake? Assassin. The Autumn Wind or Raider Nation? Raider Nation. Silver or Black? Silver. Ooh. Marcus Allen or Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson. Super Bowl eleven or Super Bowl eighteen? <laughs> Come on. I know, right? For you, 76 all yeah, the time. Thank 11. You. All right. This is the might be the toughest one. Charles Woodson or Willie Brown? Willie Brown. Whoa. Okay. Sea of Hands or the Holy Roller? Oh, sea of Hands. Okay. I know I did Holy I'm Roller last list, time. I, I'm not a list bully, so I'm not gonna yeah, tell you that you're okay. wrong, but I might have gone a different direction. Yeah, I don't care, and you know what? And I don't care. <laughs> chat room let us know what yours is too by the way because this is the whole fun of it yes uh let us know what yours are all right bill king or greg papa greg papa is he's dead to me Ooh, can't do it bill can't king. do it bill king on the field tom flores or john madden john madden in the booth john madden or john gruden john madden Better tagline, commitment to excellence or just win, baby? Commitment to excellence. Ooh, good. Wow. Controversial. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last one. Last game in Oakland or first game in Vegas? Last game in Oakland. Oh, nicely done, Mosh. Kind of goes through the ringer a little bit. Three there, seconds, it? man. I had to do it. You had, I had to do, to it. do it. I had, I had to, to do it. I had to go because Madden is my era. And I love Gruden. I'm a Gruden apologist. I'm Gruden drunk, we've been called. Yes. And I'm yes. okay with that. Yeah. Because Madden's no longer, no longer, he's no longer relevant for that. Yes. You know right, what I right, mean? Right, he's, right, no right, longer, yeah. he's no longer a relevant, a relevant Raider issue. So, hey, I'm going to go Madden all the time. I like it. Yep. I like it. That was good. That's fun. And that's, you know, there's no wrong answers. There's no such thing as a wrong answer to that. You just got to pick. Raider Nation, let us know what yours are. And you're going to hear that coming up awful frequent here uh, on our show. So we're going to jump into some training camp. We have lots and lots of training camp audio to get to. You know, guys, before we jump into this, I'm gonna, I, I got to say this. I am absolutely thrilled with the amount of content that the Raiders have given us so far yes. this this preseason and during training camp. Jeff, I want you to hit on this because we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing this show now. I think this is our fourth season we're going into. We've been doing Raiders Fan Radio. And there were, once upon a time, I used to have to mine content. Like, I would constantly be looking for things. 
it's absolutely ridiculous how much content that the Raiders are giving, the Raiders themselves are giving to us, the amount of content that the reporters are giving to us, and we haven't even started Hard Knocks yet. They're all over NFL Network. It's, there is so much, there's a reason that we got so much show tonight is because we got so much Raiders content, and there is so much content out there we didn't even include yeah. because if we wanted to actually you know, play everything we would kind of normally play, We'd be here for like six hours. Oh it's yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. You've been watching all yeah. of it, haven't so, you? So yeah, and we we were talking about this earlier, because um, you know, I mean, I'm you know, I'm all Raiders now, but I still I I just like the NFL, so I follow a, a couple few teams on sure. on social media and Instagram and stuff. You don't see any of this, you know? I mean, I think it's I, kind I, of unique to the Raiders, right? Yeah. Well, I follow I follow the Titans on Instagram, and I think since training camp started, I think I've seen like two videos of actual practice. And like yesterday, I saw thirty from the Raiders. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, and 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 it may be a little bit uh, amplified this season because of hard knocks and stuff. They the cameras are there, maybe a little bit more. But it's so great. I mean, they have just really let the fans awesome. and the yeah. nation just yeah. really just be you know just enveloped in 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 everything they have going on. It's amazing. It's really is cool. And you know what's so fun about it is that you know for again going over the past years of doing this show. There was so much speculation. There was so much fan speculation of what does this mean? What does that mean? Where's this going? What really happened? I don't think we're going to have that anymore because I'm telling you, after listening to this show tonight, if you don't know what's going on with the Raiders, then you listen again because we're going to give you everything we possibly can get to. Uh, and so let's start off. Let's go with uh, Good Morning Football. So NFL Network's morning show. Uh, Good Morning Football had a, had a nice little outlook on what the Raiders uh, are going to be in 2019. What about the other three teams yeah. in the division? If you're the Chiefs, you're coming off an AFC championship berth. I'm scared of the Raiders and this mishmashed roster who are a lame dunk franchise in, Los, in this team before they go to Las Vegas. If you're the Broncos, we got this new defense, new coach. And then, of course, if you are the L.A. Chargers, you're loaded as well. The Raiders, they haven't been anything the last couple of years. So I'd say, no, I'm not scared of the Raiders. They can still be very good and they can be a formidable team. Yeah. But fearful? Get out of here. I agree. Okay. Mean- they're both 12 and 4 teams. Chiefs, Chargers, they're not afraid of anybody. I'm going to say yes, though. I, I mean, are they. Get them, Kyle. They have incognito and perfect. I'm terrified of them. Of course, yes, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, and Mike, you hit on the head. I think what scares teams is just talent. Like, talent is. And Peter, it doesn't matter what stadium they're playing in, where they're going next year, or whatever. When they line up and it's third and 12 and they start lighting it up with these new receivers and the rookie running back, I'll put it to you this way. If they can't light it up on offense this year, either Gruden can't coach or Carr can't play. So if one of those is true, I think they'll light it up. I think they have the talent to light things go. All right, there we go. I love okay. Kyle Brandt's always got our back, man. I love it. And, and I think he's fair because he's not biased by any, any means. Uh, but I love it that, you know, there you hear Peter Schrager talking about, like, what's he scared about the Raiders? Well, talent. Like, the, the yeah. Raiders, if anything, right, Mosh, they've done an amazing job of acquiring talent in this offseason. You mentioned on the on the way down to the casino. I did. I said that was one of my one of my big takeaways from the offseason. You asked me the question, I think, uh, what's my biggest takeaway from the offseason? And, and it was the recruiting class, the talent, but it was when I called them recruits, I talked about all the people. They didn't necessarily have to be first-year players, but it's the ensemble that they're bringing in. It's all the people that they're bringing in. They're bringing in talent from all over the place. Yes. All over the place. Jeff, I want you to tell me a little bit about – you had shared some thoughts with me earlier about A.B. 
uh, in watching a lot of these videos that have been coming out here uh, lately, like the, all the ones that the Raiders have been yes. showing. We've seen now AB. It was a big thing. Oh, he set out the first practice. Yeah, big whoop. We've seen him now in pads. Yes. We've seen him now, what he's doing to fantastic defensive backs like LaMarcus Joyner. Tell me about what you see between the difference between a guy like AB and someone like you know Beckham or yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, so, well, I mean, so first off, he arrives to training camp, and I think we'll discuss this a little bit later. He he came in flashy. He came in ready yeah, to did. go. It was epic. <laughs> it was epic. And he's a diva, and it's okay. And that's all right, because he can back it up on Amen. the field. That's it. That's he can it. back it up on the field. But, yeah, no, so, you know, during all these, you know, seeing all these Instagram posts and all that stuff, I mean, he's going full speed, and he's—I mean—he's burning guys. He burned Joiner a couple times, and one that I think one got contested, and he didn't catch it, and he was like, "Nah, I should have come down with that. I should have." Yeah, the it. one he—he he, like tips it to himself. Yeah, he tipped it to himself. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh-huh. but th- but then he comes back and and burned him like two straight plays in a row. I mean, he's and he's just and going deep in the corner of the yes, end zone. Too. He's it's going. Beautiful. He's going yeah. full. And who speed. threw it to him? Uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, number that guy four. That, that, number that, four. The guy with the questionable arm talent downfield. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it right on the money. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So he's you know he's going full speed. Where you see some of these guys like like OBJ and you know and all these guys and they, you know they go half speed during training camp. They don't want to get hurt. They want to get ready. He's he's balls to the wall, all in, man. And I'm. I dig it. I'm That's like, cool I'm his biggest fan, man. You I are love his him. biggest fan. I, I'm all about some uh, AB. I think someone that looks like you ordered their uh, first official jersey. And it, oh, on, yeah, yeah. The there NFL. might be there might be an 84 jersey coming. <laughs> yeah. and, I've already got, and I've already got the 84 shirt. You got, we got the 84 so, shirt. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, awesome. it's pretty funny, but but a lot of people earlier on in the chat were writing, oh, I'm going I'm going here. I think Q said he's going to Disney World, uh, taking the fam or whatever, and he says, yeah, I'm going to have to try to get some free swag for Jeff. Jeff, just because your name is Swag Jeff, don't think you don't have to share. And don't think that we won't be going through your packages. Before oh, yeah, because people are sending you well, stuff now. You know, well, <laughs> yeah, crazy I'm thing, People are sending Jeff stuff. I know. Things show up to my house with his name on it. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah. People are saying good, and that's very thoughtful of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But, but you know what? But you know what? You can have some of my swag, but you'll have to buy it from me. Just, ah! like, just like I bought a Get Made shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that only true. makes up for the 48 shirts you beat me out of. Over well, the- oh, yeah. Gosh, here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Next up, so uh, so day one, so we're going to kind of roll through this thing chronologically. So day one, the rookies and the quarterbacks reported. Right. Feeling good. Glad to be back. Glad to see everybody. But more than anything, can't wait to get to work. Can't see what training camp's going to be like. I guess this is making sure that uh, moral. Oh, this a nice hotel. <laughs> Clean ball. One bag for training camp? Man, you got one bag. Nice little setup. Ready to get to work, first time in Napa Valley. Ready to get on the field with my brothers, you know, compete. Compete at the highest level. Deuce! <laughs> so, how are you doing, bro? Good, how you doing? Just seeing everything out here, like how it's laid out, is really cool. The football field out here is just, you know, beautiful. You just really hope the best for all this this month, and you just get really excited about. Oh my god. Q? How are we doing, man? Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Good. Good? Hunter, how are we doing? Good. AJ? We're here in Napa, sixth year. This is awesome. Very excited for this season, very excited for our team. The bond that we've built, um, the trust, uh, you know, the things that we got going on from OTAs and into mini camp is, it's exciting because it's led it all to here. And 
this is where we find out who makes the team, who's gonna be with us on the 53 um, and all that stuff. And man, I can't tell you how excited I am, you know, just to get back to football. No more talking, no more chatter. It's just football face to face. And let's find out who wants to be a Raider. I love DC dropping that right there. We're yes. going to find out who wants yes. to be a Raider. That's money. So uh, real quick, uh, Jeff's got some really cool uh, rookie stuff to cover. Before we get okay. into that, I want to play uh, the this day two of the rookies reporting. Those first couple of days have been great. You know, I think that me, including all the rookies, are really grateful to just have a couple of days to come out here and, and get, get ahead of things and really get into the swing of things. You know, it's our first NFL training camp. Coach Buck is getting really, really right with everything and the training and everything. So once training camp really gets rolling, that we're going to be ready to go. Good job, Clee. Our defense is super fast. Um, we have a lot more younger guys now. Um, we have new vets coming in. So um, I think we're going to really shock some people. We're just going to, you know, come out every day and just try to get better every single day. There you go, Mac. Mac, good job. You're spilling all of it, right? That's bad. There it is. Good. The is picking up just a little bit, you know. Coach Gruden's trying to save our legs and stuff, but kind of ready to get out there. Dang, good. Hit. We as a family. You know, this is a Raider family. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel the family I'm just here. And, you know, we want to work hard for each other. So it's great. The vets are coming tomorrow, and uh, we're excited about them. We got you know a couple days under our belt now, so I think that we're uh, we're ready for them to come back and uh, you know show them that we're gonna compete for the job just as much as you are. Raiders on three, one, two, three. Raiders, Raiders. You know, uh, Coach Brenton Buckner, who you heard in a lot of that, is really coaching these rookies up, and he's he's awesome, man. I, I and I think that we got a lot to look forward to out of that defensive yes. line. Jeff, what do you got there on them? Well, so uh, so uh, perfect and Marshall, um, they went on a, a pretty good rant about uh, about the new two four. Jonathan Abram. Oh, about Jonathan Abram. Yeah, okay. yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. We're talking about rookies, and you know, we, we keep we've been saying for weeks that this guy was possibly the steal of the draft. Absolutely. Did and you? It, did I'm going to cut you off? But did you yeah. hear the thing what Gruden said about no. him having to move rooms? Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, Gruden goes, I might have to move rooms because he keeps knocking on my door, and wanting to talk about football. <laughs> when you, when John Gruden says, I don't want to talk about football talk. anymore, you know, you're freaking. <laughs> yes. like, how cool is that? Anyway, That's go ahead. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So they. They have nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, Burfecht just had to say a couple times. I had to tell him to shut up in the in the huddle, <laughs> in the huddle because he just he's chirping and excited and and you know fiery and everything like that. Uh, Marshall's just you know he, he said man he, this guy's gonna be a great. He's really gonna be That's a great awesome. and uh, and little baby Cleland uh, he, he let the media know that uh, that Abram's got a nickname. Oh, he's so, got a nickname. So so, we're, so everyone that everyone that did Abram. We're gonna have to cross that off the list because because the special teams coordinator, uh, uh, Rich, uh, I don't know. Masakia. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He uh, he he has given uh, Jonathan Abram the nickname uh, Bulldog. Bulldog. Which, nice. Yeah, which I Bulldog. dig it. I, like I dig it, too. it. Yeah. So and 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 a lot of people said that uh, because he's just a Mississippi boy and kind of talks with a country accent, people don't think he's very smart. But uh, but Cleveland said he's one of the he's one of the smartest guys on the field. Oh, that's he's, awesome. yeah. So yeah, and I, I'm so, all about uh, that. So he's from so him and Paul hang out. Well, yeah, Paul yeah, from yeah, 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 Paul yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Hey, yeah. speaking of uh, uh, foreshadowing, yeah. Uh, Pirate 1975 says Gruden prefers nightmares. Y'all see that clip? Not only did uh, we all see it, but here you go. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? I said it to the rookies. All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it. 
in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. You guys want to You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys, you guys clear about this NFL now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl, okay? And to do that, you got to really try to end somebody's dreams. Are you clear on that, Farrell? Okay, I mean that now. So get into that. <laughs> I oh my, I got love chills. that. I, got I best. love that. that. It's that's the, an all-time clip right there. That's an all-time. Oh, yeah. That's an all-time. And you yes. know what? And look, this is the way that competition works. It doesn't matter what facet of your life or business that you're in. It's the way a capitalist society works. And look, really, if you're going to make it now, you don't want to, you know, do it unethically or you don't want to bash someone down. But at the end of the day, if it's me and you competing for yep, one job, absolutely. one of us is going to go home yep. and one of us is going to earn a job. And Only you know what? 53 are going to make it. That's exactly right. And yes. if you don't have that mindset that you're going to end someone else's dream, yes. then what are you doing? Yeah. And then that translates to the regular season. You know, absolutely. we're going to be playing as a team and we're going to, uh, we're going to go and, uh Oh, you said go i gotta go <laughs> but no so what i'm saying is they're gonna take this mentality of making sure they make this roster you know end someone's dream be the nightmare and they're gonna go and you know and they're gonna go during the season and they're gonna they're gonna be nightmares for other teams yes you know these guys that their dream yes. their dream is to be in the super bowl the same dream that we have but they're gonna they're gonna crush those dreams absolutely. they're gonna be the nightmare absolutely great point Jeff. yes that's awesome man it's good stuff man you know it's been God, this is why Gruden. This is why this team is built for hard knocks. This is yes. why it's going to be perfect. This is why we're fired up for hard knocks. And you know, I think most Raider fans at this point, at least for the feedback that we get here on the show, uh, most folks are fired up about uh, hard knocks at this point. And look, I think the whole idea of it being a distraction and all that, it's over. And even in Derek Carr's press conference, and look, we have so much audio to get to. I didn't even yes. feature Derek this week, but yeah. he, can I say one thing about Derek? Please, I'm, I'm sorry go, to cut nah, you off. Jump in, man. Go. But so so during. During watching all these uh, all these clips on Instagram, uh, one clip that they had was I think it was Derek Carr at his house, and he was he was uh, shooting hoops on his uh, on his kids. Oh, oh, basketball oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking to the, he's talking about football and stuff and all serious, and he makes a swish and his little his kids little plastic thing, and he goes, "Hey Lakers." Hit me up. <laughs> Just it was amazing. I love it. And you know what was funny about that too is then his brother retweeted that and said he's not joking. Hey Lakers, he's not joking. Oh like, yeah, Derek Carr's a huge Laker fan. Which <laughs> you know, look, we're Warriors fans, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you can stuff that, Derek. <laughs> we hey. love you. We love you, but I hate your fandom when it comes to basketball. But um, yeah, so uh, gr great stuff there. So anyway, so in his press conference, uh, where were we at on that? He was he was talking about. Um, oh my gosh, I was going somewhere with it. He said a couple of things. Number one is that he talked about being more aggressive with the team, which is something that we had always said. Look, if there's a criticism that's fair to Derek, is that he doesn't take a more aggressive role uh, with the team, and, and he said he was gonna uh, take that role. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so in terms of hard knocks. We said early on, Mosh, when this came up, we said that, look, these guys have cameras on them all the time. They have coaches recording video. They have right, right, right. cameras at the facility. They're always kind of under a certain amount of scrutiny to begin with, NFL Network, you name it, and that just the addition of the Hard Knocks cameras wasn't going to be that big of a jump. And sure enough, that's what Derek said this week. He's, they asked him, has it been a distraction? He's like, eh, not really. He's like, we're already filmed all the time. Which all is, the time. Which is all the time, right? These guys always have this stuff on them. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. They, I mean, it, it's you. You. That's one of the things that they get used to. It's one of the things that they talk about in the rookie the rookie classes that they give. Yes, you're under you're under scrutiny. You're under you're under uh, uh, the the watchful eye. And if it's not cameras that are put out there, it's somebody's phone, Pac Man. It's somebody's <laughs> always <laughs> always there with a video. You yeah, know, and and yeah. and I and I bring up Pac Man because we went we went through that. We were you know, we, I'm not afraid to admit, but I like the Titans. I live in Tennessee. You know, they're not my favorite team. My favorite team is the Raiders. I'm not here doing Titan fan radio, but I like them. So yeah. there's no such thing as Titan fan. Yeah, radio. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I mean, no, but, no. but we but we lived through that. We yeah, remember all absolutely. that stuff with Adam Jones. You know, and 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 that was one of those things he didn't listen to in that freshman meeting. Yep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and speaking of that, I got to tell you something funny. I'm going to digress for just a half a second before we jump back into this audio. So this last week, so Swag and I, we went to, um, uh, we, we, we took my boy and, and one of his buddies. We went to this this event here, uh, this SmackDown event uh, here in Nashville. It was a lot of fun. Because we, yes. we, like, we like wrestling. We love we're, wrestling. We're, 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 unapolog- wrestling. we're unapologetic uh-huh. wrestling fans. And so uh, we were talking about it, Mosh. We were talking about, you know what would be so funny? Because Jeff is a former Titans fan. He's now a Raiders fan. And uh, we thought it would be so funny that on the show tonight, if he actually took a heel turn and like oh. and like picked up his chair and hit one of us with it <laughs> yes. and ripped off his Raiders shirt and he had a Titan thing underneath, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, suckers. Yeah. yeah, my brother, like, my brother. Been funny. That would have been so funny. Yes. Yeah. So my brother, my brother, uh, brother who is in the Navy, uh, stationed in Italy right now. He, God he's bless a, him, man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's a huge, uh, he's a huge Titans fan and and all that. And you know, he's he's one of my best friends and all that. And I've been trying to convince him to join the Raiders. I've been trying to convince him to join the nation because yeah, come because, on. because I got my dad to do it. Yeah, and it yeah, only yeah, took yeah. and it only took. Hey, dad, you want to like the Raiders? And he was like, Yeah, sure. Do I get a shirt? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I can and, cheer and, against the Chargers. I was just going to say because your dad's one of those San Diego oh, guys that's pissed off. Absolutely. They so yeah. yeah, so he went. He went a couple weeks ago to Italy to visit my brother, and uh, he brought a bunch, a couple Raider shirts and and a hat and stuff like that. And uh, and he, my brother said, no, I'll never like the Raiders. On which, by the end of the season, he will be a Raider fan for <laughs> sure, for sure. But uh, he was like, no, nah, you know, I don't think so. I'm a Titans fan, whatever, whatever. And uh, but my dad left a hat over there for him, nice. so now it's staring him in the face. So it's only a matter of time. Nice, now. yeah, well yeah, done. yeah. Well done, good job, Woody. Yes. All right, so uh, let's jump back into this. So we've got another one for you, uh, Jeff. Your guy, you mentioned it. Uh, he my arrived- boy. Antonio Brown arrives at camp, and Mosh, what is uh, Napa Valley's famous for, for for two things? Yeah, wine and balloons. Wine and balloons, and so AB rolled in on an air balloon. Yeah, he did. Hi. This is the best one right here. I thought it'd be exciting to switch it up. Napa Valley obviously is known for the hot air balloons. But this camp is so important for this team because, you know, it's a lot at stake. We kind of got to develop our identity. I think it all starts today with the commitment from guys there and everyone there understanding the reason we there and why they're putting their hand in the pile, you know, to make the Raiders great again and start today. Oh, Raider Nation, I'm here in Napa. It's time to get to work, baby. Float yes, like sir. a butterfly, sting like a bee. Come on. Oh, Come on. that's so good. Tell me, how do you not love that guy, man? 
If, if any of you out there still got questions about Antonio Brown, stop it. Oh, Just yeah. stop it. He's freaking awesome, man. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, man. That's, <laughs> that's so money. Love it. So money. All right, so good job, Antonio Brown. And, uh, you know, so the uh, the criticism of him missing the first or uh, showing up with a non-football injury and all that, that evaporated awful quick, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, in about yeah, three seconds. Was a, yeah, exactly. That was a three-second story. All right, so let's, uh, let's go to Coach. Let's hear uh, Coach Gruden after uh, uh, they opened up camp with the veterans. Yeah, yes, we have a lot of new players at every position. Uh, we are very confident that we've taken some really good steps in building our football team. We need some veterans to come through. We need some young guys to come through. But um, we do feel like we've gotten faster. We feel like we've gotten bigger. And uh, we've got a lot to prove, that's for sure. Well, it's been exciting, like Mike just said. You've you, you got to really be impressed with Farrell and uh, Max Crosby and Quentin Bell, the three young defensive ends that we brought in here. Their roles are different. Uh, they have versatility. They can go do a number of different things. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Trayvon Mullen has come in here and uh, proven that he's going to be a competitor to win a job here. Um, Montez Burfick is going to be the straw that stirs the drink. I mean, he's going to be a big part of this defense, calling it making adjustments. We're hoping Brandon Marshall can be an uh, associate of his. Uh, and, and when you put Tyre Whitehead into that group, we feel like we've improved a position that we have really struggled um, at over the years. Straw that stirs the drink. That's awesome. That's going back. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's credited to Reggie Jackson. Okay. Okay. And their only reason... That, that I bring that up is because Reggie, of course, I know he's Mr. October. I know he wore the pinstripes, but he'll always be an Oakland yeah. A in my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll always be an Oakland A in my heart. Yeah. So in 1977, they were talking about uh, who the best player on the team was. Captain of the, of the pinstripes was Thurman Munson. Okay. Okay. And... Reggie was credited in a Sports Illustrated article. I think it was. I think it was SI. Okay. For saying that that he was the straw that actually stirred the drink. Okay. Because Thurman Munson, if he stirred it, would have stirred it bad. Well, of course, unfortunately, oh. two years later, we lost Thurman yeah, Munson yeah. In, a, in a horrific plane accident, and Reggie just now came out with a book. Oh, no kidding. He came out with a new book called Becoming Mr. October. No kidding. And he talks about that, and he says that never happened. He totally denies that. He says that was made up. That he never said that, that term? He never, he did, that that was all done wrong, and, and he said somebody no else way. may have said that about him. And, he, and he, he's not very complimentary of Mr. Steinbrenner. No, they didn't get along you know? at all. And he, yeah. he talks about what a racist he was and how he, yeah. he made some anti-Semitic comments. And, 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 but uh, if, you'll, if you Google it or you, you're, wow. you're, you do whatever and you, you type in that phrase, even on uh, – it's credited to Reggie. And even on like uh, uh, Foxfire, whatever, there's all these links like, you know, the um, – I don't know what it, it's like if you look up. I, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's it's like if phrases that are popular today, it still refers to Reggie. But Reggie's saying no, that that didn't happen. Wow, man. it didn't happen quite like so that. So what does that mean? What so when, so, so when Gruden says Vontez Perfect is the straw that stirs the drink. What is he suggesting there? He's saying he's the guy. He's the guy that makes it happen. 
So you got all these players and you got all this talent and you got all the, you got this talent pool and you got all these people that that are that are together and it's this guy that's going to make it work. It's this guy that that you know you don't want a drink that's just got a little bit of this and then an ice cube and then a little bit of this. You want to mix it all together. You want to have an ensemble. I got you. you don't want to have just a bunch of guys. That's why all star games suck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, think about it. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. all star games yeah. suck. So is this? So do you think that is this a default that Vontez Burfecht is our defensive captain? Uh, absolutely. I mean, he, like if, who if, else? I, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, who else on the defense? I know they'll have a couple, but I mean, like, who's going to be the leader of the defense? Because we talked a lot about that. That when Matt with Max departure, that was a lot yeah. of what he took with him was that leadership role. Yeah. that he was Mac was the straw that stirred the drink essentially on defense. Sure. So who is the guy now? Yeah. I we think we think a lot of Jonathan Abram. We yeah, think but that, right, right, right. We think right. a lot of there's a lot of players that eventually will be that. Yeah. You know, on offense, it's it's Derek Carr and it's Rodney Hudson. Like that's those are your right, guys right, on right. offense. Defensively, though. I think that it's probably, I mean, I, you, you would think that for a first-year guy, that would be an awful big role to have thrust upon him. But but he's a, sound, vet, he's a veteran guy. But that's the thing. He's a veteran guy. And Our that, defense is so young that they bring this guy in that he's experienced. He's And he's, he's got done. seven years in this defense. Yes. With Cincinnati, because exactly. Gunther was his guy in Cincinnati. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, he's he's kind of the guy that's teaching these other guys, this is what you need to do in this Defense. In this defense, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Well, and and of course, there's there's always been a little bit of a, a little bit of a. Ah, is he gonna, you know? Oh, is he gonna I, hit someone in the head and get suspended for four yeah, games? It's, right? Yeah, <laughs> Q Dog says perfect will cuss, fuss, and be concussed. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I like him. Like you know, I, I only too. knew him from a distance. You, you know, of course, you could say that about any player. That you know, I wasn't an Antonio Brown fan until I became a Raider, right? I wasn't a fan of a lot of, but there are some guys like. Romanowski, even Jerry Rice to a certain extent. When they became Raiders, I was like, okay, well, I'm rooting for you because you're a Raider, but I still really don't like you. You know what I mean? But like Burfick, like I didn't really care for him, but now, but I like, I like him. I like him. And we got looks, and I got a long chunk of his press conference coming up. And I was going to try to edit it down. I was telling these guys before the show, but there's nothing to edit out. It's gold. The guy is fantastic. I love Vontez. And so uh, I like that. He's now the straw that stirs the drink, especially on defense. All right, let's go in here from our GM, Mike Mayock, after the opening couple days. Uh, if I can push the button. Hit, hit the button. Hit the button. Just press the damn button, nerd. Wait. Welcome to Napa, everybody. But we think it's an awesome place to train. We've got an awful lot done uh, with the young guys this week. I think the thing John and I have been most excited about with the young guys is, you know, we don't know what they're going to be yet. We haven't put pads on and the vets aren't here. But as advertised, as far as work ethic, mental agility, uh, and passion for the game of football, I think John and I have both really, really been pleased so far with that aspect of it. Uh, so having said that, I'll tell you what, one other thing. I've been to a lot of training camps in my life. I've never seen a greater volume of plays run uh, and the ability, the mental agility to handle that on both sides of the line of scrimmage over a three-day period mental was really agility. fun to watch I like that. Yeah. with this young group cool of guys. Term. So uh, that's kind of where we are, and let's open it up to some questions. Uh, 
I think it's the energy right now with, with, with the young guys. And, you know, John and I have had an awful lot of conversations about these kids and, and about the passion for the game and setting the foundation and all that. And when you see that the fact that not only did they show up in shape, but they also showed up, they had their heads in their freaking books, man. Okay, and when John starts going quads empty on the first day and the defensive backs know what the proper adjustment is, it's pretty freaking cool. And, and that's what we're juiced about. That's so awesome, man. Going quads empty on day one. That's yep. all. Not only is that amazing that offensively they're doing that, but then the defense uh, knows what to do to react to that. A couple things there. I love the term mental agility. That's going to be now one of my go-to buzzwords in the corporate world. Uh, mental agility is fantastic. But, you know, something that he, he mentioned there that is good news in that press conference, but bad news over the last couple of days is that he mentioned how uh, the players showed up with their head in their books, with them being in shape. What he didn't mention was that all but one guy, because Chris Warren got cut. Yeah. And, you know, we were huge fans of Chris Warren coming huge. into this season. Huge. Uh, and, we, you know, I'm bummed, man. I mean, the reason they said that they cut him was that he was out of shape, and which we'd heard rumors about that, and that he didn't know his plays. And look, okay. and I don't care how much you like a guy. I don't care how much talent you have. When you get, and real fast, and I want to hear you. When you get to the NFL, guess what? Everyone's talented. You cannot get away solely based on your athleticism anymore. Yep. You've got to put the work in. You've got to do what Antonio Brown does. You got to know your damn plays and you got to be in shape. And if, so if he wasn't, then shame on him. And I hate that we lost him, but you know, as a as a coach, uh, lifelong coach, one of the things that we tell people is we tell them you got to be mentally tough. But do we tell people? I know at at my level, at the high school level, do we teach them how to be mentally tough? So the mental agility is the part of being mentally tough. So what does that mean? It means you come in knowing what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it. You have an objective. You have an obstacle. What's your adjustment? That's mental toughness. So mental toughness includes, okay, I got to be smart. I got to be in shape. I got to be at my weight. I got to hit the books. I got to hit the weights. I got to do all the things that makes me mentally tough. And some of that includes the physical part of it. And if these guys that are coming in with this, their quote, mental agility are mentally tough, then that's what they want. You take you take a group of, of guys that are, are decent or are better than decent athletes, and they're all mentally tough, they're going to beat a group of superstars every damn time, and it's just going to happen. Anybody that's coached will tell you the same thing. Give me the guys whose heads are in the game because they're mentally tough, because they have done the prep, and, and they got it. Well put, Mosh. I got nothing after that. Yep. Well done. <laughs> yes. Give yourself the hit yeah, your own yeah, button. Yeah. Hit that, that button. Was awesome. Nice <laughs> job, Mosh. Probably the best co-host in the game right there. All right. So uh, all right. So those are the close out of our uh, of our rookies. And now the the veterans report to camp. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Tyrell Williams, man. Here at training camp. Excited to get going, man. Let's go, Raider Nation. What's up, Raider Nation? How y'all doing, man? I hope to see y'all out here. Hope to see y'all filling up the Coliseum. Man, it's going to be a great year. Watch out. You know, first day of camp, important day. I'm excited, man. We got something special going on. First day back. Let's get it. All right, and more players reported to camp. Camp time, Napa Valley. It's beautiful weather. Fired up, ready to go. Going to be very competitive. A lot of big personalities on this team. And I mean that in a great way because 
I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Feeling great, man. Special things, man, this year. It's cool, it's cool, I'm ready. Year two, it's just great being back out here. It's a blessing, man, so I'm just ready to go. And gave us a little little bag this year. Okay. <laughs> swag, swag. <laughs> Send him a note, Jeff. Send him a note. It's go time, baby. I feel good. Uh, I feel healthy. I'm ready to get better and ready to work. Back with the team and back with uh, back with the coaches. Hurst, HRST. We got a lot of new pieces, a lot of good players. It's gonna be real exciting. I'm ready. I'm ready, nation. Let's go. I need one of those bags. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you give millionaires in a bag? Yeah, I know, right? A T-shirt, a towel, <laughs> a sippy bottle. I don't know. <laughs> let's go to our Let's go to the Southern Annex or the Western Annex, the Merce Fan Cave desk to our swag expert, Swag Jeff. Swag Jeff, what do you give a millionaire? Hey, can you find out what's in those bags? I bet I could. I bet, I'll bet you need to. I bet I could. Can we I'm, do a Swag Jeff investigative report and yes, find out what they get? Yes, yes, well, well, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> this yeah, just well, in from Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Well, because just to tease, some Raiders have reached back out to me that I've reached out to. Yeah. And actually, we'll talk yeah. about that later. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a tease right there. Uh, yeah. Stay well tuned done. for more information on that. Well that's, because, that's because you have stalked them on all social media, <laughs> and well, that's why we pay you. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I've and got, we pay I've got, you by having you pay us for T-shirts. Well, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you give me money, so I give it back. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when he was Titans Jeff and he beat me out of a T-shirt? I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what started the version though the first picture he ever sent me was him wearing a uh, a Raiders fan radio shirt with a Titans hat yeah and that was the first time it, yep. it started planting the seeds man and, and, yep. and his lovely wife's going oh just Jeff just pay him <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh oh man good stuff good stuff man so uh man it's just it's been a, again it's overwhelming yes the amount of content that's coming at us uh fast and furious so so jeff you are gonna have some cool stuff coming up uh with with some of the folks that are there at training camp also we reached out to our friend Pete Koch, uh former raider uh, <laughs> actually and uh an actor very yes. sick, and did you see that the latest commercial he was in yes. is the number one commercial in the country absolutely no way. His yes his it's iPhone amazing com- it's an iPhone commercial. I saw it. I was I, I was out of town, and when I'm out of town, I, I watch the Food Network. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and I and I leave the TV on all the time. And I'm sitting there. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I just got up to pee. I come back. I'm laying in the bed, and all of a sudden, here comes. Just Peacock. Peacock on the on the television in between diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> and I'm like, Pete, my man. I love it. I so, love it. Yeah, so Pete, uh, he was at Alumni Weekend, which happened this past weekend. Of course, all the Raider greats are out there. Villa Piano, Lester Hayes. I could go on and on and on. You know who they are. Uh, everybody's Mount Rushmore was everybody's there. Everybody's Mount Rushmore. Yes. Exactly. And Pete was out there, so we talked to Pete, and uh, he's going to join us later this week. So we'll have an interview with Pete Koch coming up for you uh, very soon to, to give us a, uh, a first-hand report about uh, Raiders training camp and alumni weekend uh, and so a lot of cool stuff coming all right so to close out uh, the first day of camp um, quickly becoming one of my favorite Raiders reporters uh, she's also a member of NFL Network oh absolutely MJ Acosta she's yes wonderful she's fantastic Easy on the eyes as well. Yes. Hey now, and uh, and and yeah, and just a she's a great reporter, man. So uh, it, it does an awesome job reporting on the Raiders, and so uh, she teamed up with James Jones, former Raiders receiver, and uh, and this was their report on day one. 
Good morning, guys. Well, yep, A.B. will not be practicing today with the team now on the non-football injury list. But we actually saw him walk in just a little bit ago um, with all the swag that he usually carries. Gave a big old ass swag. swag. Boy, James I Jones love that here. Girl. So the energy is still very much there. We would anticipate him still working out probably off to the side. But training camp here in Napa, the Raiders, there's that little extra sizzle in the air, I would say, James. It is. It is. Because I, walked in, the, up I walked in the locker room and – the buzz is different. I'm trying on helmets and pads because I want to get back <laughs> out there because the buzz is just different around here. But, no, they're excited. And then we're looking. We're watching all these guys walk in. The Raiders have a lot of depth on this football team. I'm excited to see how they're going to look out here today. But, listen, no worries about it, A.B. He walked out here with a pep in his step. He'll probably get his work off to the side. No worries. He came in on the hot air balloon. He, he's going to be fine. But the excitement around here, you can feel it. As I walked in the locker room, I'm like, they ready to go talk to Derek Carr, and they're excited about the season. Well, and you you can see sort of the guys, even you were a little yeah. struck by, man, these guys look in man. shape, they're fit. Everyone has been working their tails off this offseason, especially through the offseason mm -hmm. program, as John Gruden mentioned yesterday. Um, and you see guys like fourth overall, yeah. Cleveland Farrell. He was the first guy out yes. on the field yes. here as the guys uh, start to hit the practice field and, and get warmed up for today. And it's that work ethic that both John Gruden and Mac Mayock, Mike Mayock have been looking forward to. Whatever they are feeding these boys, I need some because I'm seeing triceps popped out. No, they're, they're, they're walking around here like they're going to be the big bully. And as they all walked in here, we're looking at them like, man, these boys are huge. They're big. And they looking like they're ready to fly around and run. So, hey, memo to the NFL. The Raiders is going to come out there and try to play this bully football. So get ready. There's some big boys out here. Gruden said yesterday they are looking to get back to that old Oakland Raiders mm -hmm. mindset, that mentality, that commitment, that grit. There That's exactly what we yeah. saw today. All right. So oh, the, the chat is the killing chat room us. is on fire. Killing us. So all the laughter you're hearing is not us laughing at MJ or James Jones. It's us laughing at your dang, your comments in the chat room. We're freaking <laughs> Go ahead, Mosh. Give us, give us a live well, update of what's going on in the so chat room. It, it all started with uh, – <laughs> it all started with – with, with uh, uh, eye patch, and he goes, uh, when Murph mentioned her, his glasses fogged up. And so we all commented on that, and how funny, and and, and that was great. And, and uh, uh, Murph responded with, that's not all fogged up, waka waka. Well, then, <laughs> and then Q-Dog. <laughs> Don't let me go get my lightsaber again. <laughs> Q-Dog the capo, he says, it's 8.40 p.m. Central Time, and no one gives a beep about Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that, Capo. Ain't that the truth. Ain't Amari that the who truth. says uh, yeah, Super Amari, I never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here you go. This is for the YouTube audience. So, Jeff, who was that that we just heard from? What? Who's that we just heard from, Uncle Mosh? Oh, uh, AJ. MJ. MJ, I MJ mean. Acosta. MJ, MJ Acosta. MJ <laughs> Acosta. <laughs> 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 we just from now on we're just gonna re we're gonna refer to her as MJ Lightsaber. <laughs> I think I just killed swag. I just killed swag with that. Oh my god. You're killing me. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Alright. Uh, <laughs> iPad goes boing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's terrible. Oh my god, oh, that's terrible. Lowbrow humor here. <laughs> only all you can get for uh, uh, from us here at Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, right. at, at least we didn't go into a, ma a mosh poop story. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know there's plenty of them. Oh, there's plenty of those. Absolutely. <laughs> 
All right, so up behind me here, you see the number 45. You see Marcel Reese, uh, one of my all-time favorite Raiders, and he was so gracious to uh, add a game. Uh, he signed my jersey. The last time I wore that jersey was when I saw him at the end zone, uh, and he signed that jersey. He's such such a great uh, guy, uh, just an awesome Raider. And uh, So he was there at training camp during Alumni Weekend, and had, this was his report on the Raiders. He is... He is ahead of that that quarterback class that is that the youth that's going to take over this league. And when you add a guy that is um, arguably top two to three receiver in the league, uh, an unbelievable talent, unbelievable work ethic, uh, along with one of the greatest football minds uh, that this generation and the past generation has ever seen, you know, it, the, the potential is unbelievable. Uh, obviously, there is a lot of work to be done. But uh, I have a ton of confidence in DC. I always have it. I always have and always will. He puts in the work, um, and he's, he's he has faith in himself, confidence in his team. And uh, when you have all those those attributes, the sky's the limit. You know, myself when I when I look at when I look at backs, you know, I evaluate their versatility. Uh, I evaluate it whether or not their game will transition into the pros and his will uh he's he's actually one of the few that i that i feel that will just because of the fact of his versatility catch the ball he blocks and he's willing to do anything for his team he has he has the it factor personality wise that that is mandatory when you go to that running back room he just has a he has a sense of a dog in him and that's what you need I love that. He's got a sense of a dog in him. You know, yes. you know, a guy like Marcel, he's talking about the, you know, the versatility of, of, the, of the team. I mean, he was the ultimate versatile player. I mean, he was the mismatch nightmare. And so I, I just, that's so great to hear from Marcel. I'm glad to see that he's, uh, he's spending time with the Raiders once again, after that little stint with the, uh, that team up there in the Pacific Northwest. when he closed out his career, uh, we'll, we'll pretend that won't happen. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's hear from our, uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Greg Olson and, uh, and his, uh, uh, training camp press conference. So you guys, uh, cut Chris Warren. What was the issue there? What, did you, what was it? Oh, we just want to bring James Butler in, and uh, there's certain standards I think that uh, that we have here. And hold on a minute, before he gets it, didn't James Butler get cut too? I saw. Did he get signed and cut uh, again right away? Yes, he did, didn't he? He did. I think. Okay. Will you check on that swag? I think they cut Chris Warren, signed Butler, and I'm pretty sure he got cut again already. I don't know. See if there's a corresponding move there. I'll let Olson play out. Uh, expect your expect a certain. Level of professionalism with their players coming in and, and uh, sugar shade. He says you know, he did. Fitness he did. Wise, okay. Expectations that we had, and he didn't meet our fitness expectations. So uh, we tried to make a change. JJ uh, Nelson can move uh, yeah. a little bit. That speed element is that part of the attraction? Yeah, that was a big reason as to why we signed him. Uh, one of the faster wide receivers in the league, and uh, uh, he still certainly shows it uh, today. So much is made up. What? been around Derek now, what they've put around him. Do you feel there's an inherent sense of him to keep proving himself, though? I think that, you know, he has an expectation, again, every day uh, of, of playing at a high standard and executing at a high level. And uh, certainly uh, he's happy that we've added some pieces around him, but I don't think that changes his mindset. Uh, he's always going to try to uh, get better every day and, and uh, play at a high level, but it makes it a lot easier. Uh, when you do surround them with with uh, uh, with the better players uh, at every position, I think we've done that. So uh, he's had a good camp. Uh, he had a good off season OTAs and two mini camps. He had a great start here to training camp, and uh, 
But again, those are the expectations that he has himself and that we have of him as a coaching staff. All right, good stuff from Coach Greg Olson. You know, uh, I got the good fortune of attending the Senior Bowl this past year, Mosh, and uh, as you know, and uh, I'm sure many of our listeners remember hearing me talk about it because I've talked about it nonstop because it was an amazing experience. Um, Greg Olson was the nicest guy. I remember you saying that the nicest times. Guy. I met uh, I met him. I met Coach Gruden. I met uh, uh, Brenton Buckner. Uh, I met Gunther for a minute. I met Mayock. I mean, Gr- Olson was the only one that stopped and like engaged like everyone else was very kind they were all nice and we you know just niceties kind of thing hey can i get sure. a picture kind of thing olsen was the only one that was like hey who are you where are you from what's murph's fan cave like tell me about your podcast nice like, i mean super super cool guy and and uh and so uh glad to hear what uh not only what his experience has been so far uh with the team but i'm i'm encouraged man i think that it's so cool to see Derek carr coming into the second year of an offense which has happened very few times in his career and uh and so you know the playbook is way opened up uh in in his uh, i think it was Derek that said it this week that you know when you look at Normally, when he's started training camp, the installs have been this big and that the existing plays have been this big. Now, the installs are this big and the existing plays are this big. And that's terrible me doing hand gestures on a podcast. So for those of you in the audio version, you just got to know that there is a lot less installs and a lot more existing plays this time around. And so these guys are going to totally be on the same page. And, uh, and Olsen is a big reason for that. We know that, that Gruden is the man in terms of the offense, but, but Olsen's the one that's executing it and sharing the vision. And so it's, it's great stuff. All right, let's move over to the other side of the ball. And uh, let's hear from uh, Tyre Whitehead. And then, uh, and then back to offense, and hear from Jalen Richard, who now with Chris Warren being gone and uh, and, and James Butler being out of it, yeah, he's very, fighting fighting for a backup spot. Huh? Well, yeah, and it looks like you know we're gonna have five running backs probably. Uh, we hope Keith Smith will be one of them because we're a big fan of his. Absolutely. Uh, and then the other four, so we're looking at what Doug Martin. Yep. We're looking at Josh Jacobs, Jalen Richard, and DeAndre Washington. Like, yes. I think that could be the five. So uh, we'll, we'll see. And so we heard from Jalen, uh, and follows his comments up to uh, Tyre Whitehead. First day, you know, getting back into the groove is always got to knock the rust off. But all in all, it was good. It was good to see, you know, guys hit the ground running, passion, and enthusiasm. You know, it was contagious today. The energy was cool today, man. Everybody came out here ready to work. We got weapons everywhere. I'm excited for what we got going on this year. Uh, we just got to come out here, put in the work every day, put it together, and um, just believe in ourselves, man. We got everything we need. No doubt. And the uh, Hard Knocks people being here, and you're seeing the shirts all over, and those guys doing all what they do. I mean, it's cool. You know, I always, I love watching Hard Knocks growing up. You know, it's just crazy that we're going to actually be in that situation. What do you tell them? Thank you, Mark. It was loud, yeah. They was, they was tuned in from the, uh, from the beginning to the end. It's a long practice. Got pretty hot. Shout out to them for locking in like we did for two hours plus. And I uh, appreciate the energy. So it heard from a handful of players there, actually. But uh, did you catch there uh, the kid? Did you hear? Him? He said, in "Thank the background, you, yeah. thank you, Car." Did you hear that? Yeah, because Derek took time to sign autographs for everybody. Hearing that kid's voice reminded me. Did you guys see the video? And it doesn't play well audio, so I didn't. I didn't. I don't have audio from it. Did you see the the video of Antonio Brown's son and Derek Carr's son? Yes. Yeah. They set up on their own, set up their own cones, and were <laughs> running a cone drill. And Antonio Brown's son ran a pattern turned around and Derek Carr's son dropped a dime on a man, caught a perfect yes. little pass yeah. and took out. 
The first, was, yeah, the first, <laughs> the first card of Brown reception was their kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I love and it. they're like four. Like, it was amazing. It was, it was so incredible. Good. Yeah, that I love, so I love I that. Love that. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. That's on the YouTube? Yeah. It's, uh, well, probably their Instagram, Jeff. Is that where you saw it? I think that's yeah, where yeah, I saw I it. Yeah, I saw it on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, good stuff. So, speaking of Derek Carr, uh, you notice we haven't featured a lot of Derek Carr audio because we typically feature Derek a lot, and we're going to have a lot of Derek going forward, so we really wanted to to kind of lock in on some of the other players. Uh, and But... You can't not talk about Derek Carr because he's the guy that's the captain of the team. And uh, he crashed the set of NFL Network. NFL Network was on location there in Napa. And his brother was on the, on the panel there uh, doing live reporting. And so D- DC crashed the set there and talked to his brother, uh, Dave. I think that Mike Mayock has been, I mean, Derek's best friend. So, I mean, you're just talking about the infusion of new talent and Uh-oh. what they've done with. There he is. Oh, of course. I, I knew he was He's come in, dude. Crash we were just party. about to talk about we're all your new toys. You. Oh, gosh. All the yeah, new yeah. things that you have to play yeah. with. Uh, what do you drink? Very smoothie? It's not a Chardonnay. I told, I told you what Cabernet. was in here. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that the secret sauce? <laughs> I told you what was in. Oh, interesting. That's how you get up at four o'clock in the morning and beat. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right it makes sense. Let me know if you find a Merlot smoothie out here. That'd be really nice. <laughs> yeah. How you guys doing? We're great. Well, so we were literally just talking about all your new toys, but yeah. it's it's pads. Full. Uh, you're excited. Full pads yeah. today. I know quarterbacks Quarterback. get super amped up. Quarterbacks are live today. Yeah, alive, there's good. no red jersey really? for you. No red jersey. Even though if you do, we'll see if he can take matter. a hit. Yeah, yeah. right. You gotta find out, right? It's college football again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. See, we hey, see thanks for stopping. Well, we gotta, we gotta see, we gotta see the connection. I mean, I'm sure you'll see him. Just know the connections there. All right. We've been working. That's what I'm talking about right We've there. Little appetizer. Yeah. Hey, good to see you sleep again. What's to yeah, come? Give us a flex while you're at it. You're always sleepless. I was just gonna ask. Always sleepless. I love it. I respect that. It's great. I respect that. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. The family affair here in Napa. And uh, I, I mean, we'll have another a full conversation with your brother yeah. a bit later. All right. Good stuff there from, from Derek Carr. And we'll hear Mariucci on there. Um, a couple things that came up there that I think are funny. Uh, number one, yes, Derek Carr never wears sleeves. And so I think it's funny that we should get, or like, uh, we have, you know, we have Derek Carr stuff. You have a, you have a, you have a shirt, you have a, I have the jersey. Yeah, yeah, I, you have got, Derek yeah I got a shirt. We should cut the sleeves off it when we wear it. I think that oh, would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so Derek Carr never have sleeves. But also there, he they were joking about quarterbacks being live, and they were joking about, oh, it's like college football, taking hits and whatever. But they really are going to start incorporating Derek Carr into running the football more. He's a super athletic guy. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the pictures of him, like at Fresno State and stuff. Like the guy will launch into, like back when he was in college, would launch into the end zone. Like, you know, he's like five feet in the air, vertical, like yes. flying. Like he's an amazing athlete. And early on in his career, one of the things that I compared him to was Aaron Rodgers. And not in a way that's like, I don't, they're not the same guy. And, and obviously, Derek Carr is much less accomplished. But in terms of like footwork and escapability and able to throw on the move and all that, very reminiscent of someone like Aaron Rodgers. Don't you yes. guys think, Mosh? What do yep, you, what absolutely. Do you think? Absolutely. Uh, well, did you get that or do you want me? Go uh, ahead, no, Jack. Go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say, you know, some of these guys. They, they, they see somebody that, that something that works for them. It's like they, they, we always say there's no secrets in the NFL. You know, yeah, so yeah. If, if you can see somebody that does something cool and you can emulate that, that's an awesome thing. You Absolutely. Know? And, and have, his favorite you, quarterback was Brett Favre. That's right. why he wears number four. Well, so, what did Brett, what was he famous exactly. for? Exactly. So if you've got the skill sets to do that, why not try it? Absolutely. I think it's great. I think it's great, too. Jeff, you got anything on that? No, no. Mosh said it all. That's no, it, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm stoked for him, man. I, I think that that's definitely one of his strong suits, and, and I look forward to seeing what he can do there. Uh, all right, so uh, let's go to uh, 
lot of, I don't want to say controversy, but a lot of discussion around the idea that we signed Trent Brown in the offseason, a former uh, left tackle for the New England Patriots, Super Bowl champion, and we brought him in, and he's going to be a right tackle. And so a lot of the, the the conversation from Raider Nation has been, well, why would we pay all this guy all this money to be right tackle when we got Colton Miller over there? Like, why not move Colton over? Well, here's Trent Brown to tell you why. Played a left tackle at a really high level last year. Coming back to right, how uh, does your experience at left help Colton when you're mentoring him? Um, tackle is tackle. They got great rushes on both sides. Um, I can just give them the best knowledge that I have and share with all the guys, and hopefully we can get the whole group to be better. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not trying to harbor any, any information. I'm trying to share it with everybody, and and so we can win. That's the that's the. So focused, so main goal. What kind of things have you been helping him? Um, I think Colton has it all. He just has to get it in his mind that he has it and, and just have the confidence in himself to go out and do it. All right. I love that there. And I'll, uh, I'll tell you why. Mosh, I want to hear from you on this. Um, tackle is tackle is what he said. And last year when players were moving around from side to side, the response from a lot of our fan analysts were, well, playing right tackle versus playing left tackle is like getting up on the other side of the bed. It's like doing things opposite. It's tough to learn and whatever. And I'll give Chuck, our uh, host of the fan club Blitz credit, he said this, no, it's not. It's like brushing your teeth with the other hand. It's not that much different. What do you think about that? Tackle is tackle. Trent Brown told us right there. So what do you think? I think it's a mindset. Boom. I think Boom. I think if you yes. come in only playing one position your whole life and then you're told you're going to be changing, you got you either embrace it or you or you fight it. And if he's told this is how you make the Raiders, this is how you make the 2020 Super Bowl championship team, then that's what you do. Yes. You know, that's you it. you get it in your head that you're going to you're going to play this position and if you need help, you get coached up. That's it. And he yep. said, you know, when he said tackle is tackle, and Jeff, talk about this. There's pass rushers everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, it does, it's not exclusive to the left yeah. side. Yeah. Well, yeah. You look, we've had several players that they, you have to move them around the line because that's how they get their advantage. So the offensive guys are doing the same thing. Exactly. I'm sure there's a ton of players in this league that can play every position on that line because they have to. Right. I mean, Somebody you know, gets hurt. Exactly. You, you send somebody exactly. Else in. So you think you a guy like Trent Brown, he can play tackle, he can play guard, he can probably play center. You know what I mean? It's I mean cuz he's probably done all this stuff before. I mean, you look at you look at a lot of these guys in high school and stuff. I mean, wide receivers that used to play quarterback and you know sure. all this stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, right, they, right, I mean, right. These guys are athletes. World class athletes, athletes at that. And yes. you know, and a guy like Trent Brown is not gonna say, Well, sorry, I only play right tackle. And like, no, he can do whatever he wants to do. Whatever he wants to do. Absolutely. Because he's a he's a stud. You know, and, and not and hey, uh, go ahead. No, sorry. you go. No, well, I'm just gonna change the subject. Go ahead. That's all right. That's that's I'll just bring up one, I'll just tag with one point. Go for it. Uh Mongo Feliciano, who's not with the team anymore, but he forever played guard as a Raider, and guess what? He was the backup center. When Rodney yes. Hudson got hurt, he moved over and he played center. So you're right. These players are awful versatile, and going from left tackle to right, when you're a world-class athlete and you're literally the big show, when you look at the way Trent Brown is physically, when you look at these, so all these films that have been coming out this week, he's going up against Max Crosby in one of these things. And look, Max is a rookie, and he's got a lot to learn. But that first punch from Trent Brown... 
Max Crosby's like, what is he, 6'5", right, right, right. or something like that. And he not only is he dwarfed by Trent Brown, but Trent Brown rocks him. I mean, just flat out rocks him with that first shiver, man. And it's like, look, that translates. It doesn't matter what side of the line you're on. That same move, that same punch is just as effective, and it just doesn't matter. So I just, I loved hearing that from Trent. Tackle is tackle. Yes. Go ahead, now change the subject. Yeah, Thomas, okay, yeah. Now, so, so, so Raiders Fan Radio, we're, we're all about live, uh, live updates on the league and our team. Yes. So I just got a notification about a minute and a half ago that because okay. uh, they've been doing the NFL Top 100. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, AB just came in at number seven. Ooh. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Yes. That's, so so just that had the, to throw that in. I wonder, and if you want to do some homework, another Swag Jeff investigative report. And that may be top receiver. Well, I wonder if that's the highest we've ever had. I wonder where Mac, I know he was on the short list one year. Yeah. I wonder if that's the highest a Raider has ever been on NFL Network's top 100 that. players. Yeah, that's that's great stuff, though. So AB coming in at number seven yes. uh, before he ever takes a snap with the team. That's good stuff there. Yeah. All right, let's go back to uh, let's go back to the audio, and uh, let's hear from Big Brother again, David Carr, telling us about Derek Carr's mindset. What is Derek's mindset? Uh, in this year two, David, as as he gets you know a year under his belt with yep. John and, and how they feel about well, it's the season. comfort level of the offense, and so when he's out there working with guys, they do a lot of no huddle stuff. They do a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage because you got to think about it. All these guys, we're talking about all the new toys that they have, but they've never really worked together. Like his leading receiver, Jared Cook, is now in New Orleans, and that was a tight end. So all these guys, all these skill position guys, are all different. Hunter Renfro, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Josh Jacobs. Darren Waller, I mean, he's very limited in the amount of reps he has live with these guys. So when they're working together, it's a lot of verbiage. It's a lot of just mental reps and getting on the same page, making sure guys know the right routes because as much talent as they do have, they still haven't been in a situation where they've got to do this live a ton. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams around the league with a lot more experience together working together. They got, a, they got a lot of work to do, especially in this training camp. David, the uh, OTA's practices really are limited. Yeah limited amount of time together yeah. how much work privately has has your brother done with these new toys these new receivers whether it be at, in fresno yep. or somewhere else yeah significant amount so i think the the guy he works with the most is antonio so i think that when we talk about him not being out here right now antonio brown's a tireless worker you have two two of your best players or your hardest workers you're going to be in a good situation so they've gotten a ton of work and that's been good but then other than that so Derek actually brought a lot of these guys out here that um, I've seen about three weeks ago. He brought them out to the house, and they worked for about three days nonstop. They went out on the field, and they just went through their offensive system, threw routes together, and it was, it was good work, but it was needed work because they haven't had a lot of time, like you said. Yeah, and uh, look, that's uh, one of the things we're going to look forward to watching when the Raiders get out on the practice field. All right, Mosh, you've been saying it all show really past few weeks that, you know, the, the acquisition of talent is almost unprecedented. I mean, Al did an amazing job a lot of years um, putting is some pretty talented football players together. But I think the thing that's different now, and I uh, want to hear your thoughts on this, don't you feel like they're gelling? Like, it's not just a bunch of superstars. You mentioned earlier that you can have a bunch of superstars, but if you're not all in, if you're not all focused, if you're not bought in, like, it doesn't matter, right? It does, you can have a dream team, but it doesn't matter. Don't you feel like they're, they're already starting to gel? Like, they're doing all these offseason programs, like, right? I think there's a, I think there's a couple things that, that you got to look at. Uh, other teams do that. Other, other, other quarterbacks will bring their guys that they're going to throw to. Other, other folks do that. I think where, where we've stepped up and stepped out 
and and our outside the box thinking is in the past it was Al, and you know God rest his soul he was Al. You know he 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 did what he did, but our acquisitions now, when you look at Mayock, Mayock isn't just doing these on his own. Mayock has oh. got Mayock has got Gruden in his ear. And and I think I think I, I and I'm not even Gunther, I'm, I'm not, right? And exactly, and I'm not disparaging what Al did, but I'm saying that the fact that Mayock is going to say, "Hey, let's have a meeting. Let's talk about who we want to go get. Let's let's look at the big picture." When Al would do that, he might have one or two people that he might talk to. We don't know, but I'm sure he did. You don't you don't get that successful on your own. But, oh, yeah, but, well, we know Kingdon, and we know yes, John Herrera, exactly, and we had exactly. some confidence. Yeah. But you're but right, I'm, but ultimately it was Al. But, it, but ultimately it was Al, and Al took all the credit, and Al took all the blame. But these guys are this collective group that are saying, we need to bring this guy in because he's good in the locker room. We need to bring this guy in because he's got experience. We need to bring this guy in because we can coach him up. Yeah. These yes. are the things. Let's make all these puzzle pieces work. Yes. You know? Well, and you, I, look at, you, look at, you look at Mayock and Gruden. They were both in the media, so they got to see the entire league all That's the time. That's a great point. You see, exactly. a guy, point. you see a guy like Mayock that was doing fantasy football, so he knows where these players right, are right, good. Right. And then you got a guy like Gruden doing Monday Night Football. He was literally breaking his, down every his, team in his the NFL. Gruden, his Gruden grinders and all that stuff. So yes. now he's making a team full of Gruden grinders. Sure. And you then, know what ah, I mean? Yeah, a team full of Gruden Well, what, Jeff? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There right? you go. And, and you know, excellent point. It's true. It's uh, a Watts Raider says it's a collective effort that we have. And, yes, you know, yes. It's a brain trust, right? Versus before when it was a one man show. Exactly. I totally agree. Great point, guys. Good job. Um, all right, so let's go. Let's hear one more before we get to. Uh, uh, just, well, not one. More. <laughs> I almost said we're going to get to one more before we get to three more. That's just dumb. <laughs> I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the NFL Network's report on day two. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Ron okay. says, I think if the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year, the, the made men need to draw a random number and get that player tatted on them. <laughs> oh. I'd be about that. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. Deal. Deal. I need another Even Raider. Even if we don't, I might do that anyway. I, I know, right? Yeah. I need another Raider tattoo. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, go, let's go to the NFL Network day two. So if there's one thing, uh, as I've been just kind of doing a little research here on the early portion of Raiders camp, a couple of practices in the books now, uh, the one thing I've seen over and over again is the comfort and the confidence of your brother, Derek, yeah. here, in, in, now in year two with John Gruden. Well, I, I mean, I think that it comes from a lot of things. I think the new pieces that he has that yeah. Mike's brought in yeah. to give him some some hope. Honestly, like when I talked to him last year, in heading into the season, there was there were some holes in the lineup, some rookie tackles, not a lot of guys on the outside to throw the ball to. That's changed drastically now with some veteran presence at tackle and some. Now they have depth there, right? right? So they feel good about the offensive line, and now he has guys that can really stretch the field and they can move around. And they're having fun with it. They're ready to they they're ready to play and get on the field. They want to show everyone the kind of work that they've put in. Is that something that 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 sounds familiar to you for a quarterback knowing this system here, Mooch? 
second year in a system is oh, yeah. like night and day, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. last year, it was a new language for him, and then it was a new voice. And Gruden's voice is different than everybody else's voice, no doubt, right? No so, doubt. <laughs> so this year, there's some familiarity with Greg Olson, too. And, uh, you know, like David said, weapons uh, galore. And it's just a better football team right yeah, now. Yeah. they got a lot of catching up to. It's a tough division. But right now, this team in training camp is much better than last year's team. Yeah, no question. And, uh, look, we are uh, awaiting the official full practice debut of Antonio Brown. He is now available after coming back off the uh, the NFI list here. So uh, we'll see if that happens today. But in the meantime, there have been rave reviews over another veteran receiver that's come in, Tyrell Williams. Yeah. Derek, uh, David, I'm sure you can speak. Well, I mean, so when, when he was signed, honestly, I thought it was the biggest signing of the offseason for the Raiders. Obviously, you get Antonio Brown, but if you just have Antonio Brown and you don't really have anyone else to draw coverage or to beat one-on-one or to really dominate one-on-ones on the other side, it makes it difficult. As soon as they signed him, he actually came out and worked out in my backyard with Derek and a couple other guys for two or three days. And just watching him move around, I was really shocked at how fast he is at, at the size that he is. I mean, the guy's incredibly fast down the field he he feels like that's his biggest weapon but then the target and the the catch radius that he has yeah. you can see why he kept mike williams in los angeles on the bench right mike williams a talented player from clemson right wasn't wasn't even able to really get in that number two spot with the chargers because Up of tyrell pick, williams yeah. exactly how, how, i mean was was there room for tyrell to run in the backyard look out i find that really, backyard like, now what are we talking it, it works for high school kids and junior okay. high but then like you get okay. those guys out there and it's like four or five steps and they're in the fence so it's like all right we <laughs> so I love to talk about Tyrell Williams. Yeah, you know, this is a guy that when Keenan Allen was hurt at, at the Chargers, Tyrell Williams turned in a thousand yard season. Like he's he's legit number one, and yes. the Raiders targeted him to be their number one before Antonio Brown became available. Right, right, right. And then when Antonio Brown became available, they both agreed they would share the role. Yep. So you're not going to have, even though we talked and kind of joked about Antonio Brown being a, being a diva and really didn't even joke about it, he just is. But it's not a selfish no. approach. He's not going to, these guys are going to be okay with the way this offense is going to yeah. work. And then to cap it off, then you got Darren Waller now playing tight end who uh, takes the place of Jared Cook. Mosh, you and I have been on him for a long time. He's the grandson of Fats Waller, right, a right, famous right. jazz musician. And all the reports out of camp are like that Darren Waller is electrifying. He's, yes. The guy's like, what is, I forget how tall he is, 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, whatever. he's a big guy. The big guy, fast as heck, runs a 4'4". Just yes. an awesome tight end so far. Now, again, it's camp, so we don't know. We'll see when we get to the game to game speed and, and uh, into the preseason. But, man, I'm telling you, this offense is yeah. going to be oh, – it's, it's, it's legit, it's, man. There's it's so many so, targets. It's so crazy good. I mean, and I think all these guys are going to help each – all all the guys' stats are going to be good. I mean, they're yes. all 1A, 1B, 1C – you know what oh, I mean? Yep. So you got you got in you got Antonio Brown, you got Ty Williams, who was totally overshadowed this offseason after it was a huge signing, but then when they sign A B, you know, this guy kind of, you know, kind of falls out. Hey, fell yeah, the spotlight off a little, a little bit. bit. Sure. But then you got Renfro and you got Waller, and then you know, we've got Luke Wilson that we signed to. I mean We got all the tight ends. Oh my gosh, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah we got it's all the gonna tight be ends. amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go to uh, this is where Murph takes his pee break because, you know, look, I mentioned Vontez Burfecht earlier, and I mentioned how big of a fan I'm becoming of his, and and he did his press conference. This is about a three-minute or so uh, a chunk of his press conference. A lot of these I cut down. I'll go through and kind of take the cliches out and the kind of the the the, the things that are, you know. Player more, talk. Yeah, exactly. I'll take those things out and look for the meat of it. Well, all of his 
press conference was awesome. So, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let that thing roll. If I'm not back in time, y'all jump in on it. Uh, but here, it. here's Vontez Perfect on day three at minicamp or not minicamp training camp. Any questions? I'm waiting. Was it nice to get the pads on and how valuable is the uh, practice film from these padded sessions that you guys evolved as a team? Uh, it's great. You know, you get contact now. Um, you know, you get collisions and stuff like that. So it's obviously football time. Um, it's exciting to be out here with your teammates. Um, getting to see with everybody, you know, everybody's heart is at because obviously with no pads, um, you know, there's different type of players. Um, you see what type of physical players it is with the pads on. So, um, our safeties made great plays today, and you know you want a great aggressive safety. So I'm excited for this year. Going from the offseason program to the training camp, are you seeing the type of retention that you wanted to see schematically from the guys? Yeah, yeah, man. This is a great team. We have great talent, um, great leaders, um, great team chemistry. You know, on and off the field, guys. You know. Everybody getting along, um, and we want to see the best for best for the guy next to you. And uh, I think the great job we're doing right now is great communicating. Um, even if somebody messes up, the other player in the back end still has them because we're all communicating. So it's all eleven um, working together and just making sure the offense obviously gets better as well. You take us back to your rookie year. What was your relationship like with Paul Gunther? It's great, man. It's actually like a, a father son relationship. Uh, good trust relationship um never told me nothing wrong um so it's obviously somebody like that you want to you know listen to them and make sure you're doing the right things for them so on my play i always make sure that i was doing good because obviously that was my coach so coach gruden said that uh you're going to be the straw that stirs the drink on defense um what do you feel about your role on defense? just got to be a leader man got to make sure i'm doing everything right all the little things right because obviously people are looking up to me and um and you know, encouraging others just like they encourage me. So um, just making sure I'm doing everything right, making sure they understand the play calls, um, putting the guys in the right position, obviously because I'm a linebacker, so I can see the formation that the offense is in and putting my D-line in the right gaps uh, before the play, just being the quarterback of the defense. We didn't see a lot of Brandon Marshall during this game. It's great. You know, he's a vet too. He's been in just as long as me, I believe, obviously just a different defense for him. But he's a smart linebacker, um, great instincts, um, you know, since he's my game, you know, if you're not talking football, if you're not thinking about football, then then what are we here for? So, like, a lot of guys want to watch film with me to see how much I know. And, and like I said, it keeps me sharp because at, at the same time, I'm coaching them, I'm coaching myself. So I enjoy it. I enjoy being a leader. And uh, I just want all 11 to think the same way. And we're out there so we all can play fast. You got guys coming in Well, they want to watch film with me, sit down one and watch film with an older guy, so it's, it's kind of exciting for them to come want to watch film with me. You guys went against your offense today. What does uh, Trent Brown bring to that team? Man, he's, he's a big wall, I'll tell you that. They actually <laughs> went and pressed my way, and he came up to me, and I fought off of him. I lost vision of the running back because he was so big, but uh, I'm excited for him, man. He's, he, I call him, a, he, he has a baby face, so I call him a big baby. Um, don't tell him that, though. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he, he's a great player. He moves pretty fast to be that big, and, uh, yeah, can't wait. Abram, does the rookie remind you of, of me? Yourself? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He just he talks a little bit more than me, though. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta tell him to shut up in the huddle. But uh, there you go. Other than that, yeah, he, he backs it up. So is you can talk as much as you want as long as you back it up. And you gotta start catching these picks, man. I told him. He, yeah. he said he said a thousand dollars for every pick he drops. So right now he has two thousand in the pot. That's awesome. Nice. So did you guys see the video uh, with Abram? 
where because uh, after Burfick said that, that look, you got to start catching these picks. And you know, Abram wasn't known as like the ball hawk, right? That's more right, like right. the Lamarcus Joyner role, right? Like more the the interception guy. Uh, but so Abram. Uh, on one play, uh, they, they, I don't remember who the receiver and the defender were that were matched up one-on-one, but they were working their way downfield. Pass was in the air, and then out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Did you see this, Jeff? Yes, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Flashes 24, and yes. boom. And then there and he goes and takes off. And he off. lost his mind. Yeah. He, like, spiked the ball. <laughs> it was dancing around and all that. It was epic. Uh, oh, it was, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, so I, we got a lot to look forward to with Jonathan yes. Abraman. And, and so tell me a little bit, uh, Mosh, what, what do you think about that leader? Leadership from Vontez right there. Like what? Well, I like I like I like how he started it. He goes, uh, he goes, yeah, we were out here in pads, and we get to, you know, we get to, we get to have contact collision, and then you know, and I'm like, uh-huh. and, I, and I'm flashing back to your namesake, Murph. You know, your uncle oh, used yeah. to say, basketball's a contact sport, football's a collision, collision sport. sport. Yeah, you know, and I don't know who he stole that from, but but he always said that, and I and I love that. I love that mindset. You know, let's collide, man. Yeah, let's collide. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about Vontez, man. I'm so glad he's embraced the role. And, you know, I had a, I had a, um, you know, my perception of him was much different than, and now after like seeing him and hearing from him on the regular, you know, cause I just kind of had the impression he was kind of like a dirty player and that he was, you know what I mean? Always, you know, it's one thing to push the boundaries, right? That's what Raiders do. It was in the locker room forever. Uh, in the Raiders locker room, it said, uh, you, you know, the cheating is encouraged. And then number two was C number one, right? right like right. it was like, you know what I mean? So um, we're accustomed to that. Um, but he, I just had this impression that he was kind of a headhunter and what, I don't I don't think he's as intentional as maybe what we thought he was. I think he just pushes the he's line. Just an old soul, bro. Yeah. He just really he plays he plays he he's, he comes from that that school. You know, he comes from yes. that that you know, you get you're in my lane, you're going to feel it. Yeah, cuz yeah. guess you know? what? Right, you know, cuz behind me over here, okay. So you got Tatum there. You can't see Phil, where's Villapiano? Villapiano's over here over there. This show. You watch old film of Tatum and Villapiano? Oh, my god! Guess what they're doing? They're hitting people in the head. Right. Yes. No blood, no foul, Co- Super yes. Deuce says. Absolutely. Yes. Constantly. So, look, I mean, Vontez is very, very Raider. Now, he may be 70s Raider and, and 2019 NFL isn't played the same way. So, we, we would hope that he adjusts he his adjusts. game yep. so he doesn't get suspended. But... But look, this guy's a Raider, man. I'm a huge fan, man. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. All right, let's get to two more here before we close out the audio and get to the sea of fans. We're going to hear from Mike Mayock on the set of NFL Network. Earl Williams uh, has been uh, catching the eye. I've been reading a lot about him, um, flying up and down the field here already uh, in Napa. You handed us uh, a nice little uh, cheat sheet here, a little numerical roster. If I had to circle somebody uh, to keep my eye on here today as we get into the first first padded practice as you mentioned who should i circle here uh, uh, we're gonna have a little red zone emphasis today okay, okay? and tyrell williams is a guy I'd, I'd watch and uh we were we didn't think we were gonna be able to get him you know we signed ab and paid him a lot of money we right. didn't think and tyrell was our target in free agency and all of a sudden we got ab uh, we didn't think we were gonna be able to do it and he actually wanted to come play for john gruden with ab uh, <laughs> and that helped us because we didn't really have the money that we expected he was going to demand. Right. So at the end of the day, he's better than I thought he was. And I thought he was really good. Uh, he's 6'3". He's able to sink his hips. He's catching everything. He's one of the most intelligent wideouts I've ever been around. He works his tail off. And I'm anxious to see him work hard in the red zone today. 
There you go. So Mayock lays it out right there. Yep. That they did, you know, they were playing on Tyrell being the number one guy. Yep. And that the the idea that the, both those guys put their ego aside and embraced what their roles are going to be, you can't beat it, man. It's good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. All right, let's close out our uh, our training camp report with, of course, hearing from the man himself. Let's hear from John Gruden. First day of pads with John Gruden at the set. First day of pads, we're banging around a little bit, a little red zone, a little pass rush. John, second time around, and you've got to be excited because this season, a little bit different than last season with all the new faces that you have. We are excited. We've added, uh, I think, a really good group of rookies, three first-round draft choices that you'll talk about, I'm sure. Yep. Our second-year players got a lot of experience last year. They better be better this year. Uh, and we added some quality veteran guys. We got bigger. We got stronger. We got faster. And I think we got better. We just got to prove it. Cruz, I, I got one question for before you get, get going with uh, David. You know, when we were together back in the day at Green Bay, you and I and Andy Reid and all the young coaches, we had Mike Holmgren yelling at us all the time, all right? Me. You yelling at me, too, <laughs> yeah. all right, and everybody. And Now, did you take anything from him? Do you yell at your young coaches like Mike Holmgren used to yell at us? No, because I'm not 6'8". Well, you know, you're 6'8", <laughs> you can yell down at the coaches. When I'm 5'9", I, I yell, I get excited. I'm more of a cheerleader than a yeller, but... Today I did get upset a few times. Our you defense didn't. is much improved, and I'm an offensive guy, so I take it personal, yeah, and I got to go fix some problems. Sometimes I get some heat on the network for being a Raider homer, Yeah. right? So I, I always go to bat, and I'm saying, look, I mean, really, think about some of the challenges that you had last year. I'm sure you have, unfortunately. You had to think about You had two rookie tackles playing, right? So that limits the amount of time and the amount of things you can do down the field. The guys that you had on the outside, your leading receiver is Jared Cook, right? That's tight end, right? So you, you were a little bit limited, so... What were were those the challenges, or did you have more challenges that when you step back into this thing, you're saying, "Man, it was a little harder than I thought it was going to be." Well, we have to build a team. We got to build a team. We needed to add tackles. We didn't have a healthy tackle on our football team in his prime. We didn't have one, so we had to go get Colton Miller and develop him fast. Yep. And we took Brandon Parker, but we struggled on defense. We had a hard time finding a kicker. We had a hard time finding a, a long snapper. Uh, and, you know, Derek, your brother, not just saying this because you're here, the guy throws for 4,100 yards, 70% in some dire, difficult situations. And I, I'm really confident that we've improved the defense, which will improve the offense. And I think with A.B. and Tyrell Williams and Josh Jacobs, I think Derek's got got a chance to do some really cool things. You have the toughest schedule in the league. I don't know what that means based on last year's records, but the toughest schedule in the league, and in the toughest part of your schedule, don't get all scared listening to me right now, is in the beginning of your schedule, the first seven games or so. How do you get all these new faces? You have 21 free agents, all these young draft choices that you're going to play. Uh, how do you get them ready quickly? Do you alter training camp in any way? No, not really. We have a lot of travel. We have, I think, seven straight weeks without a home game. Yeah, We're playing home games in Winnipeg, Canada. We're playing home games in London. London. Shoot, Mooch, we might play in Los Gatos. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? you got two houses. We'll probably play down in Del Mar. Where else we got houses? We got a tough schedule, man. We, we got a, we, we're a tough football team. We got to be mentally tough. We can't worry about all that stuff. Who's got an easy schedule? I see you sitting up here with your microphone going, win, loss, 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 win, win, win. Sure. They're going to go 5-7. and seven. They're going to go 6-12. and 12. It's easy for you to say we got a tough schedule. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? We just got to go play down after down and compete. So speaking about my brother, he mentioned something earlier. 
and it wasn't anything to do with the offensive football. He's talking about the young guys on on defense, the rookie guy, like Max Crosby, Jonathan Abrams, some of these guys that he was he wasn't really expecting a lot out of these guys. But when they show up and they start making plays in the practice field, are they going to be something that you look as like something that is surprisingly going to help this football team, or, or or how do you look at those young guys? I'm going to be really surprised and upset if Clee Farrell and Max Crosby don't make impacts right away. Yep. They don't quit. They don't have a another gear. It's 100%, 1,000 miles an hour, and uh, they have size. They have some versatility, and they're well coached by Paul Gunther and Brenson Buckner, and we need edge rushers. We are making the transition from a 3-4 to a 4-3, and that also is going to involve some growing pains, but those are two really interesting young prospects. Yeah, Derek Carr stopped by the set, crashed the set twice, and he couldn't stop bragging about this rookie class of yours. Yep. Talk about your relationship with Mike, Mike Mayock and how you guys work so well together. Well, I was offense coordinator of the Eagles back in 1995. I met Mayock way back then, and we just share a similar, I think, view on how to build a team and uh, similar passion in terms of how much we love football and love the Raiders. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger, Mooch, but I'm, I'm fortunate to have a group of scouts that have the same level of passion that me and the coaches have. And we're working together to try to get these guys what they need so they can bring the Raiders back. You're surrounding his brother with talent and protection on the offensive line. Where will the improvement come from with a veteran, Derek Carr? Well, I think the big improvement is just give the guy good looks. If we get guys open and give him a pocket, it's complete every time. I mean, this guy has incredible arm talent. He's very athletic. You probably saw it today. We put some plays in where he can utilize his legs, and we change the launching spot. But if you get guys open and you give them protection, he can hit guys, and that's where Trent Brown, Incognito, A.B., and certainly Tyrell Williams come into play. All right, Coach. Well, good luck. Great to see you, man. Good to see you. You look good, man. Cindy, all right? Great outfit, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Coach. John Gruden, everybody. All right, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, uh, you go ahead with your thoughts. And I got questions for you guys, for both of you. David Carr is a good announcer. And he's, I know he's Raider drunk. Yeah. But how can you not be? That's his you know, freaking brother he's, plays for the quarterback yep, of the team, he's, right? Yeah. He's, he's a good announcer. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's good. He's, I mean, he's, he is he's good. hard-hitting. He's good. Yeah, I agree. Know? I agree. Yeah. That's and all. he's And he's, and you know, and you know there's going to be an acceptable amount of bias there just because his brother's a uh, quarterback. Sure, yeah, but absolutely. I think he's fair, though, and that's the thing is that, and I and I like to think that, look, I'm not pretending like we're NFL Network quality here, but I like to think that, look, we may be Raider drunk. Uh, we may be apologists. We may be bootlickers. But I think that we're fair. I don't think that we're, you know, but we may focus on positivity. We may focus on the positive aspects of the team. What's the first word of our show? Uh, Raiders fan, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that we're not willing to look. And and so, actually, thank you for that, because here's a good segue, and here's what leads me into the uh, question I have for you, Swago. Okay. There was a lot of Derek Carr criticism going off this offseason. Yes. None of it was from the team. None of it was from Mayock. None of it was from Gruden. And, in fact, every time they had an opportunity, they went out of their way to compliment Derek Carr. Yes. They went out of their way to, to express – we're not interested in drafting a quarterback. We're not interested. So as fans, what level of confidence should we have going into this season in our quarterback? We got to trust the team. We just, I mean, plain and simple. We got to trust the team. If John Gruden and Mike Mayock and the entire Raider organization, if they say Carr is our guy, then we just got to believe that and say, okay, uh, well then... He's our guy. Uh, where have we heard that on this show before? 
Yeah, right? <laughs> I, totally, oh, yeah. I totally agree with you, Swag. We've heard that a thousand times on this show. We've all said it. Yeah. You're so right. You're yeah. so right, Swag. So, Namash, and, and I want a, a couple other things that, that Coach Gruden touched on there that I want to hear from you. You've already kind of talked about the importance of mental toughness uh, in there. And so, if, if you want to tag on that, please do. But I want to ask you about what about yelling at players? You've been, you're, you're, you've been a lifelong coach. You've, you're a lifelong educator. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a director. So even though you know, you've, you've transitioned from athletics into theater, it's still coaching. It's just it's, a different kind of coaching. You know, it, but what about yelling? You know, we're, we're a loud family. We're all about yelling and hollering. But tell us, but I know, though, because I've seen you, there's sometimes, though, you don't yell. You're as big and loud as you can be. Oh, there's sometimes... I- <laughs> and I can I can talk to you about that too if you wanted to. Okay, yeah, well, you, start you, us off, Mosh, and then finish, Mosh and then finish with me. Yeah. It's, it, well, it, for me, it's when I'm not yelling is when they have to worry, and I think that's where he's going. But the the thing about it is what Gruden has always said when they talked about, oh, Gruden's not going to be able to coach Carr. He's not going. He's going. He's going to yell at him, and he's going to drop an f bomb. And ah, 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 ah. Gruden does what I do. I'll scream and yell, and I'll, and I'll kick you in the ass, but then I'm going to hug you. That's exactly word for word what I was about to say. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. And I, you know, and I coached him for years. Yes. You know, and, 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 and Swag's not a big guy, but I, I stole him away from the team he was with, and, <laughs> and I brought him into my sport. You know, I, I coached distance runners and, 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 and track and field, and, and, and he put him on stage, and and so I, I brought him into my fold, but plenty of times I screamed and yelled at him. Yeah. Screamed and yelled at him. But I was the first guy in line to hug him and tell him what a great job he did. Yes. So, you know, that's – and I think that's where, where, to where Gruden gets it. You know, he that's understands – That's a dynamic. It's, it's the different – right? It's, you, you can't you, be all one thing all the time, right? Is well, that maybe what it's, it is? And, it's, and it's, it's like a child that's not disciplined. You know, a, a, a child without discipline doesn't know right from wrong. Yes. You know, when you discipline a kid, they still know you love them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they, they get it. Right. He's, he's yelling at me. You know, he's, he's telling me I shouldn't have done this for my own good. They get it. I don't care how old they are. They get it. They get it. You Absolutely. Know? Did you so so talk on so hit on that swag yeah, before so, yeah, we go well, to see a fans. Well, well, Mosh pretty much said everything I was going to say. <laughs> you know, as a as a as a uh, as an athlete for a coach when it was Coach Mosh, you know, it was uh, you know, yeah, he he he'd bust you, he'd bust your ass, but then say, hey, but don't forget I love you and you're doing really good. So yeah, it was. But the scariest times was when he wasn't yelling. And I think that's and that's right because he brings yeah. you in. Yeah, well, seen, yeah, and well, I've and seen you do this with my boys too, and it's and you've done it with me, but more so like being in a, more of an observer role, watching you with 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 my boys who are now teenagers. It brings them in. Oh yeah, it brings them in, and you lock eye contact with them, and you see, and it's just like yeah, you can just tell you're zeroed in, and not only are you communicating effectively, but they're receiving effectively. Yes. and I think that's the thing that gets missed, and I think this is what's so cool about Hard Knocks. We're gonna see all this stuff. Absolutely. Oh yeah! Right now, it's the you know you got to be someone's nightmare and you got to ruin someone's dream and all that, and that's all great and wonderful and fun. But we're gonna see the one to one. We're gonna see the more intimate moments, for lack of a better term, between Gruden and the players. And yes. I think this is what he look. All of them. Everybody, by all accounts, has done nothing but rave about John Gruden being a mastermind, being a motivator, being a leader of men. And that's what we were so excited about when we got him. We, because because uh, Del Rio wasn't that. Nope. Del Rio was not a leader of men. Del Rio was a fine football coach, but he wasn't a leader. 
And you could tell by the way that the team kind of washed out towards the end of that, uh, of the, the 2017 season. So anyways, it's great stuff. Great insight by both of you guys there and, uh, and, and appreciate that. So I, are we, are we done? We got, you I got, got Mayock. No, we just, we, we oh, played yeah, Mayock we first. Did. Yeah. Um, and we've already gone to MJ. I got another one on MJ, but I think we already heard that earlier. So let's, let's move on. Let's, let, oh, you know what though? I got to do one more. Hey, this is Pete Koch. Well, yeah, Murph, do that. Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah. Back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Moss, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders fan radio. Ah, we love Pete Koch. Yeah, we do. Can't wait to talk to him next week, man. That's going to be fun. I did have one other little anecdote that I wanted Owner to play for you guys. So for the beginning of Greg Olson's press conference, he was some guy named Will there. He was taking a shot at Will, and he told Will to kiss his hindquarters. And then he quickly recovered because he realized he was on national television. He quickly recovered, and so I, I got a, I got the audio portion nice. of that. Let's listen to it. It's pretty funny. Had a good summer. Got some questions for you. Good. All of them. Good. Will, kiss my ass. Will kiss. You guys know Will kiss my ass. Let's get started, Will. Let's get started, Will. That was so funny. I love it. Yeah. All right, Mosh. So uh, we got the uh, we heard from Pete Koch who we're going to hear live from next week. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to hear from the one and only Sea of Fans mailbag. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he throws. It is. All right, Murph. So uh, normally at this time, I uh, I read uh, I read an email from Paul from Shropshire, and we had a printer difficulty, and we didn't get it done. And Paul, we apologize. Uh, but you know, Paul, man of many titles, even though we're not we're not reading your email here. You're still with us in our hearts because <laughs> we can't we we can't pull it up. Murph's going to try to pull it up I, on his I phone. Got it. I got it, and it's my fault. It's my fault. Here, can you read off the phone, Mosh? Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. my little eyeballs! You might, okay. you might have to pass. You it might to have swag to get swag, Jeff, to read yeah. that. Uh, welcome back. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome back to the fan cave. It was great to see you out on the road trip last weekend. Hey, he was one of the nine people that watched. This. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice change for me to be able to join in with the chat room. An awesome crew of hilarious uh and yes they were great but sadly just as you were coming to the end the signal dropped out but it was still a lot of fun a couple things i had to pick up on firstly i enjoyed your spider-man review but in future i think it would benefit from being a bit shorter (laughs) just cut down on the details a little bit also uh, i would refer back to that uh Anyway, uh, yeah, for those of you that didn't catch it, go back and, and see that live. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I was really enjoying this and that, but didn't get to hear all of Uncle Mosh's answers. Well, you probably will hear it tonight. I've picked out a few of myself you may be interested in. Mike Glennon or Nathan Peterman? Elaine Kiffin or Dennis Allen? Ooh, ouch. Cliff Branch or Timmy Brown? Jamarcus Russell or Jay Schrader? Jay Schrader all day. The blonde that screws the whole football Bo team. Ja- Bo Jackson <laughs> or Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch. Walt Coleman 
or Gene Sterafor. Oh, my gosh. Not Walt Coleman, that's for sure. Finally, two things to finish off with. I'd like to thank Wyoming Raider for his kind words in episode 134 following our 4th of July. I laughed for hours after that. You rock, fella. I know it could be short. Uh, I know it could be shot down for saying this, but I believe we have real cause for optimism with the depth we now have on our roster. For so long, we've had a final 53 made up of some good and promising guys, but we've had to top things up with players who weren't so good, and uh, they kind of kept us down. Really aren't good enough to get us where we needed to be. Good point. Uh, it's not the case this year. Looking at the current 90, there are going to be some tough decisions made, mm. and I don't envy the coaches at all, particularly at wide receiver, tight end, or uh, 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 I can't read another position. Name. Yeah, I, I can't read. I'm I'm sorry, Paul. I'm, I'm having eye issues. Training <laughs> camp is finally here, and we can we can reignite the excitement we felt after the draft time for the rookies to be sprinkled with that special Raider dust and start the process to Canton. And I just want to add that the special Raider dust is a lot different than when I started watching in the 70s. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks as ever for all your work, fellas. Love you, Raider Nation. Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner from 2019. Sizzler scorekeeper. Proud main man. And one-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. Awesome. Nice, Good job, Paul. Nice, Woo. Nice. You rock, Paul, and good job, Mosh, reading that small print yeah, off the phone. Yeah, yeah, right oh, on. Gosh, I think it was cornerback. I couldn't. Okay, I, no, uh, way to get the eyes work. You know, it's funny. We make fun of Uncle Mosh all the time because he'll have trouble reading something like that, but he'll spot a turkey from 200 yards away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the guy spots wildlife that he wants to shoot from a mile away, and now he's got his friend Sanford double glasses. Oh, going. nice. <laughs> oh! <laughs> trips to win, baby. Yeah. I'm going trips. <laughs> Yeah, you are. And if it gets if it gets oh, a no. dark in here. Oh no. Uncle Mosh has got, got four pairs got, of glasses on his I'm face. I'm good to go. You're I'm good, good to go. go. Oh my gosh. Your eyes are like this big. Look like pipe plates. Oh man, good stuff there. Appreciate that, Paul. Appreciate Uncle Mosh. And uh so if you want to contact us, the best way, although we love all your Facebook messages and Instagram messages and all those wonderful ways that you can contact the show and contact Murph's Fan Cave still remains the best way to get to us is to send us an email that show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call the show 909-345-3346. Leave us a voicemail. And if we get your uh, voicemail played on the air three times, you become what we call a made man. And that's the reason for our shirt over Uncle Mosh's right-hand shoulder there where it says get made is because if you call the show and get it played three times, you become a made man. So we want you to, everybody to get made, uh, not only by buying the shirt, but then by uh, 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 interacting with the show. So uh, there's a, uh, we call him the capo. He's the yeah, made man. Do. Of the Made Men, he is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, and we always start off our voicemail box with uh, with a call from the Capo, and so here's Aaron. Greetings, Nation, Murph, Sonny, Uncle Mosh, Little Murph. This is uh, your Q-Dog, your Capo, coming to you from the great state of Texas, heading eastbound on I-20 once again, and somehow I've managed not to eat a burrito, but let's get into it. Um, I was reading a report where uh, Chucky was talking about that uh, Nathan Peterman is growing on him. Oof. Listen, toenail fungus grows on you, but doesn't mean you got to keep it, man. you got to eradicate it. I don't know what this guy is showing Chucky, but we need to get him gone yesterday. So there's your hit list, such as it is. And I cannot wait. I'm seeing excerpts, and I can't wait for the start of uh, Hard Knocks or whatever it's going to be this year. Because you know what? 
this is the one and only year we're going to be on Hard Knocks because the Redemption Tour is coming back. Now, I was watching NFL Network, and yes, you got to labor, you got to look, you got to search in order to find Raiders coverage on the main uh, media outlets. But uh, Marcel Reese, Murph's favorite, number 45, fellow Q Dog, has come out and said that he predicts worst to first. The Raiders will, you know, say, come from the basement and take over the AFC West. Hey, that's good enough for me. <laughs> love it with a quick exit absolutely so aaron's always so funny man and you know we uh we, we award a sizzler award mosh does he awards a sizzler award for the best caller the best email throughout the course of the week and aaron's ineligible because he's a made man right or he's the made man of the made man yeah being the capo but uh we'll definitely award one uh at, at the end of this segment but man that was funny that was, that was funny yes. that was the first time he's ever brought up toenail fungus <laughs> yeah and and, and and if anyone were going to bring up toenail fungus in the right way, it was Q Dog. It was Q Dog. And apropos in terms of Nathan Peterman, because, you know, Swago, that's the last guy we want to see throwing passes this year, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Running Bear calls him Nathan Fungus Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, turn that in and there you go. Yeah, turn yeah, that yeah. in the contest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> contest. Absolutely. Uh, great job, Running Bear. All right, let's go to our first uh, uh, non capo caller and let's hear from Chuck Town Raider. Morph and Moss, Swag Jeff and Capo. Hey, what's up? This is uh, the Chucktown Raider calling you live from South Carolina. At least time I'm making the call, it's live. Formerly known as the Unmade Man. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, I just uh, heard Raider Juan uh, on the phone, and uh, I just wanted to send up prayers uh, to Raider Juan and, and yes. his family. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, you know, that's one thing about the nation. We pull together, and there's lots of love here. And uh, aside from that, hey, Murph, uh, really like to comment about uh, keeping the politics out of football, man. I got four other idiot channels on any kind of station, any kind of uh, uh, public media access. And anywhere I go, if I want to see uh, what people are doing that uh, that uh, have their own pockets in mind. But anyways, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm great with uh, keeping uh, politics out of football. <laughs> and uh, hey, uh, thanks again for everything you do. Hey, congratulations on winning the Murphy. Murphy, and uh, <laughs> you guys uh, keep the bright side up and the dark side down, and uh, we want to be talking to you, not about you. This is the Chucktown Raider, and I'm out. Awesome. Great job, Chucktown Raider. And uh, I love it how he congratulates me on winning the Murphy Award, for, who was awarded to me by uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd, who <laughs> yes. I believe is, is in the chat. Though, so I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you calling in. Chucktown Raider, always good to hear from you. The formerly unmade man, because I finally yep. caught up with him, and I yep. think on the fifth try uh, made him a made man. So speaking of Kevin being in the chat, let's shout out the chat. Watts Raider, Full Metal Mexican, Super Deuce, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Running Bear, uh, who am I missing? Ron, the Mater Raider's in there, iPad is in there. Uh, great, Manny uh, Bruce Salvador. Manny Bruce Salvador. Appreciate the Big Easy also. Appreciate y'all joining us live. Merce fan... See? <laughs> Please, talk, Mosh, tell us where you can see the chat room live. <laughs> YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Raiders Fan Radio. Slash Merce Fan Cave. Slash Murph's almost fan, cave. The same. fan Cave. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ain't nobody... Can. How about the social media director? You yes. I can tell you. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Hey, <laughs> Hey, and if one out of three ain't bad, then I don't know what it is, right? right? So they go betting 300 over here. All right, let's hear next up from our buddy, Historian Raider Steve. Hey, Murphy Mosh, Houston. Historian Raider Steve. Hey, I've got a stat for you. Uh, for show 135 last year, uh, Brandon LaFell had five catches for 135 yards. Oh, uh, he's challenging him for you, your job, uh, Swaggo. I hear that. PSA, uh, 
for your show and everything, but I don't think he's with the team. Anyway, all this stuff about Richie Incognito, man, what a – has he been hanging out with Barrett Robbins? Man, it, this, this sounds like a Raider story if there ever was one about the circumstances concerning all this at the funeral home. Man, I'm still trying to figure out the Sopranos ending, you know, with a, I think her name was Willow, back, kept backing up the car and doing all that stuff, and Tony Soprano's in there eating onion rings and then fades to black. Man, this is about as bizarre as that. Anyway, great show, and the Raiders are going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Hopefully, in my book, 9-7, the best possibilities, I might miss the, I'll probably miss the playoffs, but they'll be making strides. But uh, the Raiders are back, baby. Go Raiders! All right, there we go. Houstonian Raiders, Steve. So, um, yeah, you know, there's kind of a funky story there with Richie Incognito. Yeah, that's a little weird. And yeah. I think somebody else touches on it later, too, that, you know. It's a it, bit dark. It's a bit dark that he said he wanted to decapitate his father and take his head home at his funeral. I think is the gist of the story. I haven't even read the formal parts of the story. I've just heard it through the grapevine. I actually heard it from the fan club Blitz guys for the first time, and they were, uh, you know, and they were they were riffing on it. And, and so go back and listen to the latest episode of the fan club Blitz because those guys do a better job of it than I do or, or will. Um, but yeah, it's kind of an odd, dark story. But um, <laughs> we like that. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's kind of in our wheelhouse. So uh, yeah, but good stuff there from historian Raider Steve Swago. Man, he's dropping the one thirty five on us. Yeah, and hardcore yeah. Raider has done. As well, so uh, you know what I mean. You did a great job of that earlier tonight, but you better stay on your game, man, because it looks hey, like people yeah. are coming for you. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Hey, right. bring it, bring it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Next up, the man that when he goes to work every day defends our freedom and is also a new Raiders season ticket holder in Las Vegas. Yes. And called to tell us about his experience. Mosh, you asked him for that follow-up phone right, call right. to let us know what it was like, and he sure sure did. And so let's hear from our buddy Mojo. Fellas, it's Mojo with a follow-up. Uh, just calling to give you the condensed version of uh, what happened with the season tickets. I uh, want to make it quick so I don't uh, the Google Reaper don't take me out. <laughs> so the guy calls me up uh, as our scheduled meeting. Um, right before that, he sent me an email with a link. Uh, the link took me to a uh, virtual meeting place. Um, had all the numbers in there, and it showed me uh, you know what the view would look like from uh, certain seats in uh, seating areas. Uh, him and I talked about what, what I was willing to do. Um, of course, you know, I played the whole, I'm in the military, give me a discount, you know, whatever, whatever you can do for me. Uh, he he did help out a little bit. So for anybody who's uh, who's listening that, that, you know, might go through with this, uh, work them a little bit. It's like you're at a, at a used car dealership, man. <laughs> try to, uh, try to get what you can over. out of them. They're going to yeah, get what yeah, they yeah. can out of you. So... <clears throat> I bought two tickets. Um, I got them on the visitor side. Uh, I know my heart wanted to uh, obviously be uh, on the on the Raiders side of the stadium, but my brain told me that I'd be selling a few of these every year. Smart uh, move. I'm not going to make that trip to Vegas, you know, eight times uh, or more a year. Uh, so I got on the visitor side just so I could resell them a little easier. Uh, I think. Um, I'm up in the nosebleeds, uh, section 409, uh, row nine. It's over on the, uh, let's see, that'd be, uh, east side of the stadium. So it's two or three sections to the south of where the, uh, eternal flame is going to be for, for Al. And then there's a, there's a big area. Uh, in the landing there, 
where the retractable glass opens up and closes uh, right around the, the flame that is for uh, it's, it's bars, restaurants, and stuff for, for season ticket holders. So overall, I'm happy. You know, I, I pay for the PSLs. Those things, uh, they go away uh, after 30 years, or if I don't buy tickets, if I don't buy the season tickets, um, any year, I lose those. Uh, I pay $3,000 a seat, so six grand for my uh, first seat license. And then uh, for the first two years, I'm locked in for it's like $1,900 uh, for my season ticket. And I think that's uh, that's certainly swingable. And I'm looking at it more of an investment up front each year. Uh, and, I, and I should be able to sell some of these tickets uh, in order to go to three or four games um, with, with, with the kids. So... Uh, that's the experience. Google Voice has claimed you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he called it early on, but uh, yeah. man, Mojo, but you know, look, aside from the Google Voice there, awesome, awesome yes. job yeah. on that. That is fantastic. That gives us a definite insight into the season ticket process. So a couple things there, a couple takeaways that I, that I got there. Number one, doing it virtually is really cool. Yeah, being able to like essentially Skype in and see where your seats are going to yep. be, what the yep. the virtual view is going to be, and all that. Uh, I thought that was really awesome. And um, you know, okay, we're in we're in Nashville. We're 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 in Middle Tennessee, and we are in a destination city. People come here to do many other things that don't include going to a Titans game. So a lot of Titans season ticket holders sell their tickets to people that are incoming for vacation. And so as a result, you have a lot of visiting team fans, including yes. Raider fans, yes. when we've been to Raider games, that show up at Titan games. Right. And there's been an awful lot of criticism locally about Titan fans saying, don't sell your damn tickets because we don't want a bunch of visiting players or visiting uh, teams fans to show up. But what Mojo is saying there is exactly what I would do too. Frankly, financially, look, that's a lot of freaking money. When you're talking about $6,000 just to have the rights to buy tickets, that's a lot of dang money. And where's and I, Mojo? Is he in San Diego? He's in San Diego. So he's got, he's, he's looking got to at travel to go anyway. Yeah, so right. I don't begrudge him a single bit no. for looking at it from a financial investment perspective. My question though is this. That said, I'll throw it to Swag first and then Mosh. Swag, what do you think? Are, are we looking at Tell me a little bit about the perspective from Nashville, like what you see when you go to a, a, a Titan game and you uh -huh. see another team play. Do you think Vegas is going to end up being a bunch of visiting teams' fans, or are we still going to see a lot of Raider fans? Maybe initially. Maybe initially for, for people that, you know, are going to be starting to come to Vegas and all that, they may, be, they may be feeling out the team, you know? I mean, are they going to be for... Because, you know, because in Nashville... You see Titans fans in the stands when the Titans are good, and exactly. when, and, when you, and when they're not good, that's where you see. You know, that's it's like, when they're selling. That's why them. a couple that's why years ago, Vikings fans. Or whatever. That's why when we went to the Raider game a couple years ago, there was seventy five percent Raider fans and yes. only twenty five percent Titans. So it was a it was a home game for the Raiders in Nashville. But yeah, but so a lot of those, you know, you know. So you think it'll level out? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you get some people, and and maybe and. 
I mean, Vegas is just right now that I mean, that's sexy. So people are yeah, buying tickets yeah. and they're going to sell them and all that. And, you know, but, you know, maybe people are buying some that may be fair weather, fair weathered fans. You know, well, I'll go and see them if they're good. But if not, I'm just going to sell them away. It's going to sell. You them. Know? Yeah. Well, uh, Bear Goon Squad says sell the tickets to Raider fans only. That's a good point. And that's actually and that, and that what is, they've said here locally about the Titans yes. fans, right? If you're going to sell them, yes. sell them to a Titans fan. Yes. Okay, and so it, I, let me ask this question. Yeah. How many how many seats in that stadium? In the new stadium? Yes. I don't know. I'm going to assume 65 plus. Okay, so let's say 65,000 seats. How many of those are going to be purchased by the those those big fancy uh the 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 big ones are going to be co- purchased by the casinos? Oh, tons. Okay, oh, tons oh, and tons yeah. and tons. Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. are going to be those are going to be given to to the whales that come in. They're going to be given to this, you know, the special tickets here, tickets there, that kind of a thing. Those folks aren't going to come in wearing jerseys. No, okay. no, they're going to wear suits. Those, and, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, how many people like you and I? If you and I go to a Titans game, odds are, well, I don't own a Titans jersey, but uh, and I might wear my Raiders jersey to a Titans game. But if they're not playing the Raiders, you know, like let's say we were seeing, you know, the Titans and the Colts or something, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to root for the Titans. But when it's Titans Raiders, I'm wearing my Raiders jersey. So I think when we went, when the three of us went to that last Titans Raiders game, there were a lot of Raiders fans who are like us. Who are local. Who are local. And we have, you know, we yeah, we like the Titans because that's the football team that's local. Yeah, that's who we who we enjoy watching when we get our fix for live football. But when it's our team, they're going to be playing the Raiders team. I mean, we're going to be wearing the Raiders jerseys. Absolutely. So, and I so, think that oh, go ahead. I was just going to say. So I think you're going to see a lot of that in Vegas. But the reason I asked how many people are going to be in the seats, there's going to be a lot of people like Mojo that bought their tickets. So there's going to be, an, because of, the, first of all, location, so close to SoCal that it's going to be, they're going to be an overwhelming amount. All those San Diego fans, we always kidded about San Diego's another home game for us. Oh, yeah. You know, there's right, Los be, Angeles is a Raider town, man. There's going to be those yeah. people that make that, that make that trek day in and day out. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it, here's the thing that I think is different. Uh, and, and, and those are great points by both you guys. Uh, here's what I think is different in terms of the dynamic between like a destination city like Nashville and a destination city like Vegas. Raider Nation is global, and Raider Nation is heavily concentrated in Southern California, like you said, Mosh. So I don't think there's going to be a big discrepancy. I think that you're going to have... People like us, okay? Like, we're going to one game in Oakland this year, and it happens to be Detroit, and it happens because it lines up with timing of other events. So we're, we're, we're coordinating it with an entire trip, and we're not going in for just the game. Of course, our whole trip is Raider-centric, but we're going in with it framed around a, a, a bigger picture, right? And I think that's what you're going to see in Vegas. You got, when you look at just the heat map of where people listen to our show, of where Raiders fans are that listen to Raiders fan radio. It's the Northeast, so it's New York, it's New Jersey, it's Texas, it's Florida, right? You, you look even up into the to the Midwest. Ohio is a big state for us. There are Raider fans everywhere, and I would argue that aside from a team like maybe the Cowboys, the Raiders are not only the most nationwide fan base, but the most global fan base. Yes. So guess what? We're going to be buying Mojo's tickets too, right? We're, the, you're right, going to have Raider right. fans yes. coming in from everywhere. It's not just going to be opposing teams' fans. So, but I, I think it's going to be. And I think this is a good platform for that. 
Abs- on those times yeah. when yes, Mojo sir. says, "Hey, I can't Absolutely. go to this yes, sir. game." Absolutely, we're gonna have this platform for that. I I got I got a shout out, Pirate nineteen seventy five. Okay, he says, "Question: What do the Denver Broncos and a Chick fil A manager have in common?" Oh, no answer. Neither one shows up for work on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, Fire 1975. All right, nicely done. All right, so let's hit the accelerator here. We've got a few more to get to uh, before we call it a show. Marathon show. Thank you so much for all of you hanging in there uh, with us for this this whole time in the chat room. And uh, let's go to a made man and hear from our buddy, Patch. I think so. Hey, Murph, Mosh, Swag Jeff, Q, Raider Nation. I patched calling you. I'm just uh, driving home from work, and uh, got a couple things. But I was wondering what happened to you guys, man. Last I saw you, you two were uh, driving like Thelma and Louise through the mountains of Tennessee <laughs> into the casino. I don't know if you guys drove off a cliff or uh, if you guys hit it big and you're sitting on some island drinking cocktails with fancy umbrellas hanging out of them. Um, I hope to hear you guys tomorrow night. Anyway, first thing on my mind is Rodney Hudson. Guy shows up to camp, didn't pull any... You know, hold out kind of crap. We need to sign this man. Centers are important. We had Jim Otto. We had Dalvey. And uh, we all saw what happened when Barry Robbins got cut out right before the Super Bowl. Centers a very important position. You know, they call it all the offensive setups. So let's sign this man before there's any bad blood involved. Um, second is um, Richie Incognito gets suspended two games. That clown down in, in uh, Kansas City gets nothing. I don't understand it. You know, Incognito wasn't even, he, he was retired when he made his threats. He wasn't even in the NFL. He gets two games for threatening to take his father's head. Like I said on the earlier call, I don't know if you're going to play, but if uh, he wants to take a head, believe me, he can take Tom Cables, pack it up in a box, and take that with him. Um, the third thing, we're, in, we're into training camp now, and Chris Warren gets cut. You know, the thing that bothers me about this Chris Warren situation, you know, the guy had a, a good following. I mean, a lot of fans loved him. Yeah, the team seemed to love to put him on IR to protect him so nobody else can get him. The guy had a whole year, man, to stay in shape and learn the playbook. You heard Derek Carr talking on NFL Network how, you know, how, how easy things are for him now that he's had two years in the same system. I mean, this guy should have got it, man. He got a year to learn the damn playbook. Um, just stay in shape. That's all you got to do for years. Stay in shape. Learn the playbook. Mosh teaches drama and plays and stuff. Mosh, if you would have gave one of your kids a, 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 a you know, a thing and said, you got, you have a year to learn this role, and they show up and they don't know anything. I mean, you got, you have no choices but to cut the guy. I mean, a, a year. You had a full year just to learn the playbook. I mean, it's insane. The opportunity that he have and had is just tossed away. Incredible. The last thing on my mind is, uh, you know, now that we have some depth on this team, we have some uh, players that can play alternate downs and stuff, I want to see Coach Gruden make some adjustments in the second half. We led a lot of ball games last year, or were close in a lot of games at halftime. Second half, we got blown out. I mean, he's going to make the adjustments. Maybe our, our roster was thin last year, and we couldn't hang with the teams. But this year, there's no excuse for that. So I want to see some... Uh, Adjustments made a halftime to win some of these ball games. Anyway, Google Voice. Oh, got <laughs> another one. Did he call back? You sure did, Mosh. All right, let's hear the rest of it. 
Hey, I passed Colin back. Google got me. Google's undefeated. Anyway, I just wanted to say that uh, looking really forward to uh, to Hard Knocks, and I just hope we don't get a lot of players picked off of our uh, off our practice squad because there's going to be a lot of late cuts, I think, that are with some really talented players. And now that everybody's going to be watching Hard Knocks, that we don't lose some, some guys that we wanted to keep around on our practice squad. Anyway, Nation, peace out, peace, love. Keep the faith, and uh, just hit the damn button. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, iPatch. Yeah, thanks, iPatch. Absolutely. Always good to hear from him. And, uh, hey, you know, so he mentioned, you know, losing some of the practice squad players. Swago before the show starts. I'm just calling you Swago now. I don't know why. I like it. Whatever, yeah. Got, I'm all about it. I think it. I actually got it from you, Mike. Swago, yeah. Swago, yeah. So, uh, so Swago, uh, Ronald Ollie, man. Yeah. Bummer, yeah. dude. That's one of the guys we were rooting for. Yes. Yeah. 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 The last chance you guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Sad we, that he got cut. I didn't see if he resigned anywhere. Did you? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, he was a kind of a long yeah. shot, anyways, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he's well, such a and, fun and, you guy. Know, and, you, and you hate that, but, you know, it's kind of a good problem to have when you got so many good guys. Yeah. Right. Right. That yeah. a guy that you're like, man, I wish they didn't cut him. You know, and, you know, I mean, a couple guys like that. You know, and he's like, man, it's kind of a bummer that. But, I mean, we're so stacked. Absolutely. And he also mentioned, uh, Mosh, about, you know, if you give a kid an assignment or you give, like, in this case, Chris Warren a year to right. learn the playbook, get in, get in shape, you know, and they show up, it doesn't matter how much you like them. It's that mental toughness we were talking about. Yep. You know, yep. if you don't got you, you, you got it or you don't. You got it or you don't. Yep. And uh, so, sadly, we lost uh, both those guys. But you know what? Uh, hopefully the Raiders – well, not hopefully. We know they know what they're doing. They know more than we do. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we're going to look forward to seeing uh, uh, how the replacements show up. All right, let's get next to our uh, – this is one of – not becoming. He is now – look, uh, we don't play favorites, but he's one of my favorites. So I guess that's me playing favorites. Here's Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph and Uncle Mosh? This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey again. Um. Standing outside, just getting a little breath of fresh air at the park with the dogs. And um, <laughs> this time of year, I don't know about anybody else who's played football, but you just get that fresh smell of grass, and you just like, ah, it's that time of year. You know, you start getting that mood or that feel for football, like more than you usually do throughout the year. And um, very excited about the season, you know, Raiders sound like they're moving in the right in the right direction and stuff a couple of shocking things well there's a little bit of a shock seeing chris warren getting cut and stuff like that um i kind of could have saw ronald ollie getting cut anyway because he was like really low on the totem pole so i like i wasn't really shocked by that i was kind of expecting it even though you were pushing for him and stuff um and of course the media is still hating on the team again and stuff like that, especially Derek Carr with all those things about sensitivity and stuff like that, you know, reaching again, but coming up shorter than midget oral in the actions, you know, but what do you do? You know, only the people who really, really pay attention to the Raiders, they really get what's going on, you know, kind of, I look at it like that old LTD song by the name of Love Ballad. What we have is much more than they can see, you know, excited about just seeing hard knocks even though Mike Mayock didn't even want it and he put it on the record that he didn't makes sense I understand how that is when you want to do a retreat you know but that's all I got um always enjoy you know looking forward to talking to you guys again Peace. all right I'm sure he's referring to folks that are vertically challenged in their conversations when he says that uh you know about about uh yeah 
That was pretty fun. All right, so uh, let me say this. Uh, I want to hear from both you guys on this, too. Uh, I'll go to Swag first. I'll tell you mine. Uh, he re- he mentioned the smell of the, of the fresh-cut grass. Okay. For me, it's the first chill in the air. It's when the weather... Now, you, growing up in California, we didn't have that, really, right. unless it was nighttime. Yeah, candles. fresh grass meant something completely <laughs> different to Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said he's got some fresh grass. I was going, did he leave a phone number? Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, unless it was nighttime at Candlestick, it usually wasn't very cold. So, <laughs> so, but but you know, here in the South, like that first, like the cool, crisp day, it's like, all right, that's football season, man. Like yes. we're coming up on. How about you? What is yeah, your first kind of that, indicator? Yeah, that would be that would be it for me. You know, just you know, the little chill in the air, and you know, yeah, the fresh fresh cut grass, leaves on the ground. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, how about yeah, you? Yeah, no, I agree. I I I like the. Man, I have all the respect in the world for these high school football players in 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 the South, where the humidity is bad. Oh, uh, it's brutal even, right now. They're... Even in the Midwest, I mean, I just did a week in Washington D.C. like two weeks ago, and and the humidity was crazy up there. And these guys are out there, you know, they're in they're in full pads and they're hitting. And I mean, I just have all the respect in the world for them. And I know that nobody loves loves cold weather better than a football player oh yeah you know yeah. nobody loves yeah. cold weather yeah playing football in california was a breeze when i was in high school compared to like what my kid has to go through uh, and, and i mean it's just awful i mean out there in august and they're just ugh, yeah, yeah it's nasty it's, it's nasty all right so we got a new caller to the show let's hear from our new friend rbk raider Murph, uncle moss this is rbk raider chiming in from riverbank california Representing the 209. Long time listener, first time caller. Just wanted to touch bases with you guys, man. Um, again, on that Amari Pooper situation, <laughs> that guy doesn't even deserve the pleasure of saying the name Raider. He never had the heart, never had the desire to be a true Raider. And you guys touched on all those points. But just wanted to say, man, I love what you guys do. You help us all through the off season, and it's nice to have true Raider fans out there. And I know 90% of the people that listen to you don't even call in. And all you guys out there, I hear you on every other podcast. Want to give a shout out to the Pillagers because they're awesome guys too. And they do a great job. They do. Absolutely. I know you guys put a lot of work into what you do and it keeps us going every day through work, waiting for the preseason to finally kick off. I'm probably going to get cut off by your uh, little YouTube thingy, whatever. But uh, <laughs> anyway, just want to say, man. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a long time. The last few years, I know we're, as Raider fans, we're always optimistic, but I just didn't really feel it with Del Rio. Even after that 12-4 and season, I didn't really feel it. Bringing in Jordy Nelson, I was like, ah, I don't know. That's probably not going to work. But now, tracking the top five and wide receiver duos by all the analysts, um, adding the depth to every position, like... I'm super stoked about this year, and I'm going to go to every game that I can um, and hopefully get out there to the game you guys are going to be at and meet you guys in person because I know you live 1,500 miles away. But, um, yeah, just want to say, man, we thought we were going to the last game last year at the Denver game. I took my dad, realized he'd never been to a Raider game, and he brought me into Raider Phantom at three years old. And we got poured on. It was rain. It was cold but still had the time of our lives, and he's still talking about it. So I'll be bringing him out there, too, and hopefully he'll be with me to meet you guys. But just want to say, keep your heads up, Raider Nation. We're going to fly again. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I'm calling 10 and 6. You can take that as a hot take. 
and we're going to give Kansas City a run for this division. So, RBK Raider, out. Awesome job, man. Appreciate the phone yeah, call. Yeah, good first call. Absolutely. Great first call. And, you know, we got a lot of lurkers, you know what I mean? There's a lot of fun. I mean, there are, uh, you know, thousands of people that listen to our show and only, uh, you know, we get a handful of calls in comparison. And so always love to hear from new people. So for those of you that have never called in before, hit us up, man. 909-345-3346 or email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And great call there from RBK Raider. And look forward to meeting you. Uh, so we're going to be at the game. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where we're sitting yet. We're going to buy a block of tickets because there's a whole bunch of us that are going to be sitting together. I'm pretty sure we're either going to be in the A lot or the D lot. Uh, and it's not far from the pillagers and we'll are, post it and we'll, oh yeah yeah, yeah. we'll oh, get yeah. to all this stuff and make it official uh, but it's the november 3rd game against the lions so uh if you want to meet up with us and interact with us please do uh when we went to the game last year unfortunately it was it was me and my buddy harley uh you know uncle mosh wasn't able to make that trip and and sunny wasn't able to make it so it was just kind of me and harley out there but we met so many awesome people uh so many uh, people that, that are familiar with our show and we're hollering at us as we're walking through the tailgate and you know met up with emiliano Big Raider Trucker met up with Raider Steve Almas met up with the Pillaging Podcast like it was just it was a, the, all the black hole the black hole tailgate is absolutely Um, just it's unmatched in the the NFL it's amazing so anyways if you're going to that game uh, then definitely uh, if you if you see us holler at us and look forward to meeting uh, all of you out there at the game on on November 3rd all right last one before we get out of here is uh, is Alaska Raider and uh, here we go hey Murph Uncle Mosh How's it going, Raider fans? It's going to be a good season. I got good vibes. I think we're going to do pretty good. I mean, I would definitely see us at 8 and 8, even with our schedule. But I was just listening to that interview with Trent Brown, and uh, they're like, hey, uh, you've been going against Cleveland Farrell. How's he doing? And, then, you know, and they're like, he's like, no, I've been going against Josh Morrow and uh, Max Crosby. And they're all, what do you think of them? And he's like, Max Crosby is a hell of a player. And I was just like, yeah, you know, he wouldn't be giving him no props if he wasn't. And that just makes me, you know, feel good because Cleveland Farrell's got a lot of love. So, yeah, get back to the defense of the Raiders. All right, guys, take care. Later. Good job, Alaska Raider. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, I agree with the man. You know, if Trent Brown is giving you props, especially as a rookie, then uh, that, that speaks volumes to me. So I uh, uh, appreciate the call and a great take. And, uh, man, 8-8 eight and eight plus – you know, I'd said I would relieve myself of the burden of expectation with this football team, but I would certainly love to see eight and eight. And I think the further we get, I think the better that they're going to be. Uh, all right, Uncle Mosh, what do you got for Sizzle? All right, so we started it off with a, a toenail fungus update <laughs> from from the Capo, and then uh, Chuck Down Raider br- throw some love out there towards Raider One, which we all we all uh, exemplify. We all we all want to throw some love towards Absolutely. Raider One. Uh, 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 Dead Sea Scrolls Raider Steve. Threw some uh, 135 challenges at uh, at Swag, and then he hit us with a big dark comment about oh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about dead people's dads' heads. Uh, <laughs> dead people's dads' heads. Dead <laughs> people's dead dads' heads. Dead, it's all been a long show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mojo, somebody prop Jeff up over there, man. He's yeah, yeah, down. yeah. Uh, uh, Mojo updated us on his uh, on his on his how to. Go about getting the the uh, the, the tickets, you yeah, know, in the yeah. new stadium. That was great. Eye patch. Uh, I loved his. I loved his Thelma and Louise cut, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and that was good. Uh, hit hit it hit it down. Um, I can't read my own writing. 
Oh, he said hit the damn button. He ended that. Ray Raider calling us, uh, uh, calling outside fresh grass. I love that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're yeah. all about fresh grass. I had a flashback. Yeah, it was great. And then, and then he ends it with his with his midget reference. I love it. Is you that got, a politically correct term, Mosh? You know what? He's I'm talking about use? small cars that you race. The midget. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> RBK Raider from the 209, his first caller. You know, uh, uh, and 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 with his Amari Pooper comment. That I love all, that. Always, oh, I love that. That'll never I, get old. But I gotta fix something for RBK. We don't ever say little thingy on this show. Uh, Alaska Raider. You know, uh, lots of props to everybody. And uh, so tonight. I gotta go with uh, my my politically incorrect brother <laughs> and his midget comment. Oh my god, Rev gosh. Raider! Oh, Sizzler. nice Sizzler. 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 Awesome job, Rev Raider, with the Sizzler Award. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. So, we didn't talk about From the Ground Up which is an amazing series on YouTube that you can watch. It's narrated by Mike Rowe and is like watching episodes of the Discovery Channel uh, about the Raiders constructing their new stadium. We didn't talk about Madden getting released uh, with that stupid Kermit the Frog quarterback on the cover of it. Uh, But that doesn't matter because we're still going to play our Raiders and we're going to play them to Super Bowl championships. We didn't talk. There's so much. It's ridiculous the amount of Raiders content that is out there. So I know you all are, are, are definitely invested into all that stuff and not just this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm I know. Sorry. I love it. I love it. Pirate it Pir- 1975 is on fire tonight. Oh my gosh. Yes. What, what do you do? Hey, what do you do? Hey, let me, me and Swag will play this one. Okay. Hey, Swag, what do you call a Kansas City chief with a Super Bowl ring? What do you call it? A thief. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, good oh stuff. My good stuff, Pirate 1975. All right, Mosh, you want to hit that outro? There we go. All right, so thank you for joining us for episode number 135 of Raiders Fan Radio. I appreciate all of the wonderful voicemails that you left us. Appreciate the emails from uh, uh, from Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi. I appreciate all the guys in the chat. Jeff, shout out the chat for us. Yeah, yeah, we got Pirate 1975 Eye Patch, uh, Q Dog, the Big Easy, uh, Freddy Chavez, uh, Running Bear, uh, the Mater Raider, Rev Raider. Uh, hey, thank you guys. Uh, you guys make this show for us. We love you guys. Absolutely. And so I appreciate you joining us here for episode number 135. We will be back next week for episode number 136, fresh off of Hard Knocks, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Uncle Mosh, take us home. Thanks for listening tonight, everybody. And for Murph, this is your old Uncle Mosh with my sidekick over there, Swag Jeff. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we have taken a lighter side journey into the dark side. Good night, everybody. Drive safe. God bless. Toenail fungus grows on you, but doesn't mean you got to keep it, man. You got to eradicate it. I don't know what this guy is showing, Chucky, but we need to get him gone yesterday. So there's your hit list, such as it is. And I cannot wait. 
Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.